0: Alright, so we're here. We're here with Shaky Town Radio. We're here with Gene, George, and Brody. How are you guys doing?
1: Good. How are you, Sam? Doing well.
0: Looking forward to an exciting episode. What do we have to look forward to on Shaky Town this episode?
1: I think we talk about doing blow off the president's boner at some point.
0: Very interesting. Well, just off
1: a generally powerful white guy's boner.
0: General boners in general. general
1: cocaine yeah. cocaine donors <laughs> alright so
0: drug talk drug talk is one of them are you guys into the drug talk or are you just this is a random thing random, random
1: drug talking I just, I, you, know, you know what drug talk Whoa. is the most boring thing ever
0: drug talk's a good TV show
1: drug talk yes, that, like, <laughs> drug talk is one of those shows that's on like uh, as part of like the public service block that was David
0: Lieberhardt's first show drug before we went religious
1: <laughs> drug talk no I think drug talk drug talk is what they, they show like on NBC <laughs> on Sunday morning before the religious programming starts
0: drug talk <laughs> like, always before religious programming and
1: they're and they're like it's like you know, somebody rapping <laughs> to kids about drugs <laughs> <laughs> that I think is, is what drug talk is
0: what else can we look forward to on this episode uh, we talk
1: about Hitchcock we we talk Hitchcock? about airplanes
0: Talk about airplanes And
1: airplanes <laughs> And airplanes Too bad there's not
0: An airplane right now
1: I think it's I think it's late enough That they stop flying I t- think t-
0: when you t- want them They stop t-
1: t- yeah. T- yeah. T- Wait That's the train Oh That's the, the, lone the land plane t- uh, We talk about uh, Naked comedy
0: Naked comedy Now is this a Performance art show I don't know I guess we'll find out We will
2: the, I think the interviews are on hey, the show. Podcasts are done hey, naked, but it's
1: a podcast. You can't tell. As far as you
0: know, we're all naked. Very alternative. I'm naked
1: under my pants.
0: <laughs> what else to so talk about? That's guys?
1: really bold. Do you do the show naked?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't know who that guy is.
0: <laughs> that's every person that's ever asked me about my podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, that's like a, that's like a composite of like that's like a, the Seth Morris, Baker's no and or Dogs. Or something
0: else. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, else can we look forward to?
1: Uh, What else did we talk about? You're getting the the part where where we basically go, what the hell did we talk about (laughs) for hours? Uh, You know what, we talked about podcasts, uh, commercials for other people's podcasts.
0: We did, we did. I mean, I'm sure you guys did. We fixed Saturday
1: Night Live's problems.
0: Yes. We talk
2: about racism in Northern California.
1: With a racist, with an actual racist. Reformed, presumably.
2: We talk about Zanga.
1: Zanga, yeah, I love those little blocks. you you pull out? <laughs> they play that at. Uh, they have a Zanga game at, uh, at Birds by UCB. I saw some Yahoo's playing it the other day.
0: Anything interesting? I don't think so.
1: I can't imagine.
2: So tune in to find what? out.
1: What? Nothing. Stuff. Dear Bye?
2: On the Shaky Town Radio Hour.
1: The we'll Shakey Down Radio Arrow is on the air. I'm Gene George. I'm Brody Foster Hubbard.
0: And I am Sam. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
2: <laughs> we have another hosty kind <laughs> of person in here. We do. <laughs> here. What's, we, we what's we do have, going
0: on?
1: We do have another hosty kind of person. I'm so confused. I know, I know. Uh, uh, DJ Intern Sam, are, are you going by that now are you going to change your branding? Now?
0: No, I'm definitely still DJ Intern Sam, especially while I still am interning. <laughs> right, right, right. I think I'll always be DJ Intern Sam.
1: Yeah. Is that going to be, yeah, that's like your brand. Well, let's, let's, let's bring you in, uh, <laughs> uh, Sam Varelli, you uh, uh, you, you've been doing, how long have you been doing Naked Comedy on?
0: Like, K-C-I. it's been,
1: well, it's on KCI. Well, I, it, it
0: used to be on KCI, yeah. and yeah. I just left and made it my own podcast thing and, it was on KUCI for, like, a year and a half, and I have been doing it still since then, so about two years now, but the second, well, the third, maybe three and a half season has not come out yet due right. to scheduling conflicts. Yeah, I, I, I was hesitant
1: to say KUCI because I knew you were moving, <laughs> moving, moving on to your own, you know, your own
0: My own thing, thing. yeah. Thing. But, but I do like, because KUCI still has all of my, my, I don't know, my classics interviews that were really cool and like it was it was still when i was like just new to the la comedy scene and i was really and i still am but i was really just a fan that was like can i talk to you and not i won't be super creepy i might be a little (laughs) creepy but i've listened
1: to some interviews you're kind of creepy
0: (laughs) don't sell yourself short i'm definitely a little creepy don't sell yourself short you're (laughs) really creepy
1: I think you're. You know what, though. I think you're appropriately creepy. I think you hit the level of creepiness that's. Uh, that's a. Um,
0: it's enough to make it clear that I'm a really big comedy fan, but not enough to be like. And now I'm gonna skin you. Like,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. But <laughs> but sure no. Exactly, exactly. 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 <laughs> an enthusiast. But i have good horses running through my head now. <laughs> an enthusiast, but not a uh, not a psychopath.
0: Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. I never wanna. Never really wanna cross that line, though. Sometimes I feel like I might have. I'm going to try. <laughs> when did you
1: cross that one?
0: I don't know. Sometimes, like, uh, like when they did the first UCB Bash, I got um, passes to, like, cover it for my podcast, and I just was running around, you know, behind the scenes of all the stages and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And that one was really weird since basically people were either performing or they were on a ranch, like, 20 miles deep into Solvang. Right, right. That
1: I, <laughs> that. I, I didn't go that, but I remember that one of the venues was like... Often, never, never, like.
0: Yeah, and I didn't want to, like, have... I didn't want to have to interview somebody in the dark, in the night, like, creepily. So instead, I just interviewed people, like, maybe more creepily, right as they were about to go on stage. Like, uh, when I interviewed Tom Lennon for that, he was already in his, like, Cirque du Soleil outfit with the nose, and he was (laughs) talking to his baby, which was a little bit like, okay, I'm sorry to rip you away from your family and personal life, but... (laughs) I do it to Gene all the
1: time. It's true. Wow, my baby's asleep, (laughs) Uh,
2: Actually, quick anecdote. I saw Gene today on the street with his baby. I've been working down the street from his house. (laughs) And uh, my wife was driving to work because the bus system here is whack. But
1: Well, some people can't figure out how to read a bus (laughs) schedule.
2: Some people call Gene 9 at night like, Hey, I'm wandering somewhere near your neighborhood. Can you Google Maps something for me?
1: Um, But yeah, it was cool to see you with the baby. I, I I enjoyed that because... At that point, I was realizing how far I had to walk. And, <laughs> and, and it was like, it was like
0: roasting hot at
1: 9 a.m. Yeah. Well, it's like, it was brutal. I, I was like, I was sweating like a goat by the time.
0: It was a very side note, but I was like, how when you talk about somebody else's like baby Hmm. at least in the baby to toddler stage everybody refers to them as baby they're not they don't have names yet you know it's only until about age seven that it's like yeah he was with tyler he was with like scotty or something
1: (laughs) yeah well matilda (laughs) i I refer to matilda by her by her given name by her christian name
0: i call everybody all babies baby that's That's all yeah
1: (laughs) no she is a matilda you 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 meet her matilda she's asleep natty no, but see, you know what? That's the thing is, we were we were trying to figure out. Well, what are we gonna, you know, what are we gonna give her a nickname? Or is she gonna be Matilda? Is she gonna be Maddie? What's she gonna be? And she's totally a Matilda. I so can't. And other people Tilda? are like, you know, trying to call her Matilda. I'm like, yeah, well, that's
0: not. <laughs> then people are just gonna think she's that squiggly line that goes over yeah, her eyes. Exactly. That's she, not cool. She,
1: she makes canyons into canyons. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I. I, I this. this <laughs> I've noticed. I've noticed a trend. I think I've gotten brain damage over the last few episodes because I was listening. I was listening to the Jen Kirkman episode. Yes. And I realized there was like two or three times where I I could hear myself losing my train of thought. Absolutely, just no idea what I was going to say.
0: We don't have to take. Like I also, if you listen to my podcast, you notice that that's a running theme of my podcast is losing focus and then regating in some other way. So right, right. you can blame this one on me.
1: I think. I, well, if, if it hadn't happened before then uh, I, would, I would definitely blame it but it was happening long long before this. Um,
2: I, I will say that from the podcasts of yours, which I've heard, you have a very, and when I say relaxed style, I mean this in a complimentary way, that... I mean, for instance, we met Ann Beats, mm-hmm. and I think we were both kind of nervous because she's such a legend. And... I don't think it came out in the podcast, like, I think it, it sounded normal, <laughs> but you honestly sound like you've known some of these people for years and years and years, <laughs> and it's a very friendly thing. Now, is that something you had to develop, or is it a journalistic strategy to get them to let their guard down and be really candid with you, or is it something you've always kind of naturally had in approaching people?
0: Um, well, I think, I don't know, it's weird because on my podcast or since I'm trying to work in film, in the business or whatever, it's always been really easy for me to just kind of be open to people. And, like, with my podcast, I didn't really have, like, a strategy or train myself or anything, but my main goal was to be... I'm a fan. Like, I'm, I'm a really big comedy fan. I'm genuinely a fan of everybody that I've brought on the show. And I wanted to kind of balance that line of being a super fan and then at the same time... I know as a fan that I want to get to know these comedians because comedy is so kind of personal, you know what I mean? When you watch a comedy show, you really feel like you're getting to know that person. Even if they've been telling the same bit for, like, the last three shows you've gone to, you still kind of feel like you're getting close to them. So my whole thing was, like, I just want to talk to these people and, like, kind of give people a little window into how they might be if, you know, we were buds. (laughs) So I guess that mentality just kind of helped it happen.
2: <laughs> very cool.
1: Um, I figured out what went wrong when you called in.
0: When I called in, what went wrong? Okay. No.
1: Because, no, 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 I, it, it worked out. It worked out. Okay. But, but last I, episode, we last had episode, Sam yeah. call in. Um, or I should in. say she called in. Yeah. We, had, we, had, uh, we had people call in, so
2: was <laughs> very nice enough to try to reach us as we taped.
1: When, you, when, when the call came through, um, I picked it up. But it was the it was like the lead in. I would have had to have to hit one. I would have had, had to hit one, and then we had to talk to you live. Oh, so you actually left a message? Yeah. But and that's fine because you <laughs> played the message and it was cool. But but I figured it out.
0: Oh. I, I did not
1: want. It was a thorn in my side.
0: You it's, told me about Google Voice like a few months ago when you guys were talking about starting this podcast, mm-hmm. and I still haven't. I got somebody to invite me, but that's about as far as I've gone with it. In like. I know. From my podcast, I need to get some sort of phone system worked out, but it's just.
1: Have you listened to Paul Tompkins Google Voice transcripts on, I'm like. The
0: I have. I have.
1: It is the, the. It's just a can of comedy. Yeah. It's just...
2: <laughs> we might have addressed it on the show before. Did I, did
1: I read? Did I read the transcript of the?
2: No, no, not not I'll, I'll read because you're here. Mm-hmm. I'll
1: read. I'll read the transcript of, of what, what you know, of, of what you what you left. <laughs> hey, Gina. It's Sandra and KDJ Intern, Sam of Naked, Calm the Game. In case you're playing these voice messages, I gotta get applied and I don't. I was on this day excited for you guys. so you know, I've been there since the beginning supporting you guys, and I'm just glad to see if you, Brody, put now. This is not the show, and keep pandering to USAS, (laughs) tears, because we will showed love. Bye, alright. It's like testing. Dear bye.
0: (laughs) Oh my god, by is going to be dear, my like beer by <laughs> <laughs> is going to be my like closing phrase now. Like what? Doug Benson's yeah. like what is it? Fuck oh,
1: William Defoe's yeah. shithead.
0: Yeah, fuck William Defoe's shithead. That's going to be mine.
1: Um, yeah, feel free. Feel free. <laughs> you can use it at the end of the show. <laughs>
0: That's
2: amazing. Um, I I arrived at an explanation for the whole William Defoe thing which turned out to be not true at all. Because it was just something that he said to be funny. Right. I thought it was a direct reference to uh, the film Steve Buscemi directed, Animal Factory, wherein Willem Dafoe is a prisoner and at one point in the movie he acts crazy and pretends to eat his own excrement. Ah. And I thought, therefore. That would be more like Willem Dafoe's a a shit face. I think,
0: I think when you interview Doug at some point you should bring that up and tell him to change the backstory yeah like I was lying this whole time they brought out the truth <laughs> this is the real thing speaking of Steve Buscemi it's weird like for my I don't have a, like a super lot of followers on my Tumblr I'm not like a big promoter I'm just like hey it's here if you want to watch it um, but I always get really random people following me and there's this one For, for was, the
2: really quick the listeners who might not know what Tumblr is <laughs> Tumblr. it shouldn't be
0: listening.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you're probably not very computer savvy. <laughs> frankly, frankly, the people who listen to the show are they're you know, on the ball. Are, they're beefing about like, <laughs> where can I get this feed? That's not iTunes and things like that. So I'm thinking they probably know. But Tumblr's a it's 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 not a microblogging site like Twitter, but it's it's, it's a, like
0: the new Zanga.
1: Yeah, I guess.
0: But cooler. You guys don't know what Zanga is, do you? No. Oh, my God. Zanga was, like, the original blog before MySpace. That's where I hit my my web fame (laughs) when I was in high school. Like, for listeners who don't know what Zanga is, like, the people I'm with right now, (laughs) Zanga was, like, one of the early, like, with blogger and friendster things. Uh But it was one of those, like, blogs that was just, like, write what you want. Don't have to worry about, like statuses or friends just right or whatever and so I did a lot of I was really into photography when I was in high school so I did a photo essay blog and it would just like and I it got to the point where like I was running I was running in the elite Zanga crowd <laughs> in the uh they had a page that was like you know the top Zangas and the top entries and blah blah, blah. Zanga with
1: an x right
0: Zanga with an x yes okay see
1: I do know what it is yeah I, I
0: Yes, yes. and then That's like you
1: pulled the little wooden blocks out, right?
0: <laughs> yes, it's a board game, but it was made digitalized, and then the blocks were were essays and photos. <laughs> and then they they all came tumbling down, and that was when Tumblr was born.
1: <laughs> Good night, everybody. This is been the Shaking down, Radio Hour. I think we're going to go out on, on that note. <laughs> Our first five-minute episode.
0: <laughs> Honestly, I have to say, that was like the first... I would say, somewhat decent joke I've ever told on the air, so thank you guys for bringing it out on me. <laughs> yeah, I actually didn't even think did. about it until it happened, I was like, I'm not, not going to tell That's what anybody. we're here for. But then I decided to be honest. That's what
1: we're here for. We're a creative maelstrom.
0: <laughs> People come here and get their juice flowing and then leave.
1: Exactly. It's good, exactly. It's a good place. I'm not saying, I'm just saying, we've had some, you know, we've had some, look... Jen Kirkman came here. Now she's writing on a, a network sitcom. She's, <laughs> she's gonna have an album coming out.
0: Hey, I'm not. I'm just saying. But when I interviewed Kyle Kinane, he was still working at closed captioning. Now he's he's super huge. So super I'm huge. just saying. And
1: well deserved.
0: <laughs> that was another interview that beard I had then? too. Did he have he a very, did. S-
1: did he have a very small beard? He and had a beard. His beard is mighty it,
0: actually, his beard was pretty mighty back then. But now it seems to have gotten more more wild, wilder. Not bigger, but wilder. <laughs> my,
2: my beard is going to challenge his beard to
1: a... Uh, to a, con- yeah, a beard site? Yeah. I think Kyle's right? going to win, dude. I don't think your beard has it in it. Give it some time.
0: I think you need All to right. get a better face-beard ratio going before you can real, really bring that on. I need a beard Burgess Meredith
2: to <laughs> yeah, train me. Yeah, you
1: do, you do. Yeah. What's this character's name?
2: Um, The Penguin?
1: The Penguin. That's it. That's it. Let's just mash up. Rocky. Let's just mash up everything he's ever been in. <laughs> so him and the other grumpy old men <laughs> lose their glasses in a nuclear war, and they can't <laughs> read books. <laughs> Um,
2: Did Steve Buscemi start following you on Tumblr?
0: No, what I was yeah, going to
1: yeah, say no. <laughs> let's get back to that.
0: <laughs> no, 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 there's this, there's this Tumblr site, like, what's on Steve Buscemi's front steps. And, <laughs> it's, and I went to it, and it's this guy who just, I guess, lives in the same neighborhood that Steve Buscemi does and walks his dog past his steps every day and every day just posts stuff. Um. Well, not every day, but like, often posts stuff that's on his stoop. And so it's just like <laughs> shots of like trash and like snow. And I guess Steve Buscemi has like a free box. Like he has a box out there where he puts stuff that you can just take. Mm-hmm. So occasionally there's some nuggets in there. Awesome.
2: But yeah, it's called What's on Steve Buscemi's Stoop. Yep. yep.
0: I think Yep. I think that more than I bounce as a line of stalker fan.
2: I see a Labrador <laughs> on here. Was that
0: on the stoop? See, I'm not. Just hanging out. It might be just a Labrador hanging out. It might be his dog maybe yeah. getting a, a picture.
1: I would think that Steve Buscemi has a, would have a more quirky dog than a Labrador.
2: I think Steve Buscemi would have a restraining
1: order against this guy by now.
0: <laughs> I wonder if he's seen it. I wonder if Steve Buscemi is on the tumblers.
1: You know what I like about Steve Buscemi is he has said his name different ways <laughs> in
2: interviews. <laughs> he
3: well, said
1: no, Bus- Buscemi, Buscemi, yeah, Buscemi. I mean, it's like he said it like three different ways.
2: His brother is also a, quite a good actor. He was on Nurse Jackie and. Uh, He's he's in every movie that Steve directs. Who, who, who's he? Who I'm on a first name basis now
1: was Steve. With B, uh, <laughs> I call him B. Yeah. Um, it avoids that whole. Buscemi Yeah,
2: Stevie B. Um, who who
1: did he play in Nurse Jackie?
2: Uh, Mike Buscemi played God,
1: which was the oh yeah, 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 the homeless guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or no, not even homeless. Just no, he's got a house. Yeah. They were they were fumigating his house. Is the only reason he was homeless. Ah, uh, that's right. Yeah, that's my Nurse Jackie backstory. <laughs> I know, I know the show.
2: She won the. Uh, we're, we're, uh, at the time this drops We're only a week
1: Removed from the Emmys She won an Emmy? I didn't pay any attention I Yes she won Watch the Emmys
0: <laughs> no. I was working That day But I heard that it was A lot of A lot of product placement In the On the the, telecast? the M- That's years. what I heard That's huh. what I heard Makes huh. sense
1: You know what They're doing that more you, uh, Anybody watch Warehouse 13
2: no, no, sci-fi show though, right? Yeah, sci-fi. I mean, the Sci-Fi Network. The sci- yeah, network. Sci- Sci-Fi.
1: Sci-Fi. Yeah. yeah, It went from skiffy to being sci-fi. Yeah. Whatever, dude. Um, that show that Twizzlers is their like sponsor, mm-hmm. and I swear to God, I swear to God, I could pick when they're gonna do the Twizzlers because it's the most it's the most ham-fisted like product placement you could possibly imagine. It's like. You know, let's consider this problem. I'm going to go have a Twizzlers. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, I love the show. I, and it's like, uh, I'm, uh, I'm a big uh, big fan of, of a lot of the folks involved. So. Mm-hmm. But it's... Um, well,
0: The yeah, only, the only TV following. that I watch is reality TV. Because when I watch TV, I either want it to be comedy or just completely non don't have to use my brain at all. And I watch uh, Rachel Zoe a lot because I'm a girl. And I always love their... Uh, they're sponsored by Bing. Oh, Bing. <laughs> and uh, it's great because... Bing. Rachel, in this season at least, and I guess in the other seasons, Rachel... Here's a recap for everybody Rachel Zoe fans. Getting out there. <laughs> um, her husband and her are like, having marital problems because she's surrounded by gays and he doesn't like it. And so they'll go That's from like... Be ideal. I guess gays don't like it when you have sex in front of them, so that kind Do they of have stops. sex in front of... The, the I guess they're not, and that's attraction. why that's why the problem is happening. But uh, so you'll go from them, you know, ending on a dramatic, like, mid-fight scene to them doing the Bing commercial. Hey, babe, let's go out for dinner. Okay, I'll check Bing. Oh, I'm so excited to go out to dinner with you, blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, okay. Are you going to yeah. bring your
1: horrible friends <laughs> who are trying to drive a wedge between us? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's pretty great. I love product placement. That's one of my yeah, favorite but, uh, things. B-
1: Bourdain, Bourdain did Bing promotions on his... On his show.
0: Is it a search engine or?
1: Yes, Microsoft search engine. It's Microsoft's answer to Google's. Okay. Google's Google's. I can't believe I said Google's. Like. I'm gonna put my head on my desk for a while.
0: <laughs> We're gonna edit all this out. Don't yeah, worry about it.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, it's Microsoft's answer to Google. But the thing that pisses me off. Well, first off, it sucks. Second off, it hijacks your it hijacks your search every now and again. Like, like I've I've gone and and did a search for something and, like, got Bing. Yeah. And yeah, it, that,
2: sometimes, I know on BlackBerry, sometimes uh, people I know who have had BlackBerry, they lost their Google search and yeah, have Bing now instead yeah. or whatever.
1: That dog don't hunt, my friend. <laughs> it's going to be my new phrase.
2: <laughs> so, Sam, did you... Now you have to forgive me. Uh, are you a native Los
0: Angeles... Um, Angelino. Yes. I'm not a native Los Angeles... I I am a Californian Diego, den Cal a San Diego like. so you're definitely a SoCal <laughs> so gal. Um, actually, no. I went to high school in Northern California, where I feel like I grew up a lot. But I grew up in San Diego mostly, and then yeah. in Northern California. And then I was stuck in Orange County for a few years, <laughs> and now I'm back here, and it no, makes me happy.
2: What part of Northern California are you from?
0: I'm from East Bay. I'm actually from a town called Hercules. Okay. We I, were a dynamite town. I don't
2: know Hercules.
0: Nobody my, does.
2: My, my wife's <laughs> from uh, San Jose. and
1: Hercules oh. Powder?
0: Hercules, maybe, dynamite powder. We're from, like... Like Hercules Blasting Powder. Yeah. We're, like, from the East Bay, so, like, Richmond, Vallejo area. Okay. And, like... Uh, San Jose is more like The South Bay Or Right Whatever
1: Is but, it really yeah. Is it really Hercules Blasting Power Is that where it was made
0: Yeah oh. Although the Dynamite Factory Just got torn down Which is sad Because it was a really Like that's where Most of my photos Came from And I always I always blame It being teared down For me not doing Photos anymore uh, But see, uh, What's up with that It was pretty legit is pretty cool. Oh,
1: that's that's interesting cuz uh, I've I've seen a lot of Hercules blasting powder tins in the field. <laughs> Seriously.
2: Did you use that uh, at all in your your Indiana
0: Jones days?
1: No, but but, but miners who we were doing archaeology on various <laughs> historic sites, too.
0: Okay, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. I think if you look up, I think my Zanga page is still active for some reason. If you look up, because <laughs> you never got rid of it. I never, I don't close accounts, I just stop using them. I think if you look up slash sunaki 36 I think you can still see all the photos, though. I used Photo Bucket a while when I was a kid, and that, you know, now you can't really post from there, so not Zanga. sure how many of them survived.
2: Oh, yeah,
0: you're on there, sunaki so <laughs> Yeah. So
1: uh, if anyone wants to go see, uh, when did you stop posting that? Uh, I think
0: I stopped posting that.
1: December 14, 2006 is the, the thing. that. Yeah,
0: did. so nobody judged me. That was like, I stopped during my freshman year of college because I decided that I didn't want so many drunk photos to be posted. Because <laughs> that's all I was taking. And then I kind of went into a dark phase. <laughs> and my dark? I mean, I just don't really. Smear enough black
1: cherry, huh? <laughs> I thought
2: you meant you just listened to a lot
1: of. That's Cure. our product placement, by the way.
0: I do listen to a lot of Cure, and but that was that was during my my active phase. That didn't bring me down. That that kept me going. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so did you, um, you? You were you were growing up in Hercules, and
0: I have to say, this is really weird. This is like the first podcast I've been <laughs> interviewed on, and I just keep fighting the urge in my head to say like. You should stop talking now. <laughs> everybody else share their amazing stories. <laughs> no,
1: that's, 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 we're turning the tables. So that's what it's that's what weird. Shaky Town, that's what Shaky Town's all about.
0: Oh no, we're shaken.
1: <laughs> you um, so Hercules
2: then to San Diego, then to no. The just County.
0: I grew up in San Diego when I was a kid. We we lived in like La Jolla and like Carmel Valley. We were like kind of the poor family in the rich neighborhood, mm-hmm. and uh, then we moved to the East Bay. Which was cool because I hadn't really seen black people ever. So I went through a mini racist phase. racist? Wow. <laughs> I wasn't racist. I was just uncomfortable with anyone that wasn't white because that's all I had ever grown up with. But then I I got over it and now I'm a better person for it because that should never be tolerated. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not endorsing it. I don't want anybody to think that. Uh, I'm just admitting. I, to I think that's a call.
1: rousing endorsement for
0: racism. <laughs> no. See, yeah, I and I, I know
2: this is technically not polite to bring up, but since you're an interview (laughs) subject, I can. Um, I I was under the impression that you were a Latina.
0: I am a Latina. I just look really white.
2: So (laughs) I've heard the theory that uh, as a person of color you can't be racist because you're not a member of the...
0: Well, it's weird because as for listeners who can tell I look really white. I'm full Mexican but I look... I've been mistaken for the weirdest things. I've been mistaken for, like, Scandinavian and, like, one time Filipino, but I think that was just my boyfriend's, like, mom wanting to wish. But, (laughs) uh, But... So since I don't look oh, Mexican, anything but Mexican, anything but, Mexican <laughs> um, but since I don't look Mexican and since I I don't speak Spanish, my parents didn't raise me speaking Spanish, and now I can't really learn languages very well. Um, I was always excluded from the Mexican groups. They were always just like, "Why are you like? Go hang out with the white kids." <laughs> like, oh wow! So I was always treated like it was all, it was a weird racial phase, and I uh, yeah, it's weird, but. So I never really identified as a minority. Like, I'm proud of my heritage, but I'm not very informed about it. I'm pretty much just white.
2: (laughs) I see. And you found this diversity once you obviously were in, um, like you said, the East Bay.
0: Yeah, it was weird because um, in Southern California, it was kind of like everybody wanted to put you in a classification, but in Northern California, like, nobody cares, Mm -hmm. which I do miss. I... If I could mesh Northern California attitudes in L.A., that would be perfect. But it doesn't really happen as much now that I'm older. I think it was just a high school thing.
1: I think high school everybody wants to pigeonhole you. Yeah. LA. I think that's just the way high school works because kids are fucking stupid. <laughs> let's just let's just lay. They're that. mean. And they're mean and they're dumb. kids kids should
0: be wiped off the face of the earth
1: yeah like that dude said (laughs) filthy kids oh yeah
0: I was actually on the bus today and I was sitting next to this kid who was like screaming and his mom was like on the phone you know not paying attention he was like literally just like screaming in my ear and kicking me and stuff and like I'm not good with kids, like, I'm nice to them and stuff, but in my head, I'm just like, shut up, shut up, shut up, like, in my head, I get very aggressive, but outwardly, I'm very nice, and, like, it was to the point where in my head, I was like, someone should just hit that kid, and then his mom hit him, and I was like, oh... I didn't want that. So
1: what have we learned about you in this short, short period of time? You're a racist. You hate children. You, and you're, you have the ability to cause child abuse with your mom. I know. I have
0: a lot of... Keep me away from Matilda. Keep me away from She's chill. the
1: best kid in the world. Seriously. She's she's awesome. She's like... She only cries when she's in pain. So when she's teething, she's a pain. But, but other than that, you know, she's like an awesome kid.
0: Sounds like my cat.
1: Yeah, <laughs> The cat teases a lot.
0: My cat's pretty chill, except when she's like sitting in poop. Then she's not very chill.
1: <laughs> she's sitting
0: That's in poop a about it. <laughs> yeah, that could. I think I, that same could be said for said for me.
1: Yeah, if I'm sitting in poop, I'm probably.
0: <laughs> when not a baby happy sits in poop, they get upset. Sitting in poop is not a fun thing. No. Unless you're into that.
1: Although I did hear that to potty train your child, you should take their diaper off. <laughs> Let's hold that thought for the Plane. <laughs>
0: The plane. i mean, I'm not recording plane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Planes that send shivers through my spine because I do sound. I was just telling you. We have
1: the lonesome whistle of the train in the background.
0: <laughs> it's, it, that, that sound I like. That sound is good. It reminds me of, of home. But, um, but yeah, I do production sound a lot. And so whenever I hear a plane, I just get a shiver. And I'm <laughs> just like, hold for audio. Right. then everybody hates you. <laughs> <Except> <laughs> post, I'm, post. I'm
2: working on Full Throttle Saloon, which is uh, about biker bar in Sturgis and there's so many interviews that they have to just stop because it's just in the back of rrr, 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 rrr. and it's, it's you
1: know it's you a nice tra- break though I don't have don't, to transcribe those you don't transcribe <laughs> vroom vroom motorcycle sound vroom
0: I think the closed captioning audience would want to know that yeah they want to know what's going on But, um, speaking of airports, in Orange County, the airport was really weird because the flight path was right over the really rich part of Orange County, and apparently they raised together some sort of, like, law, I think it is, that the planes couldn't, like, use their engines above a certain portion of houses. So when you fly out of Orange County, not when you fly in, when you fly in, you fly over where I used to live, where no one gives a shit, but when you fly out... They have to blast and go at, like, a 45-degree angle to get out, and then they just coast for, like, 10 minutes, and then they blast again into the hemisphere. Yeah,
1: well, that's the thing is that's what what the Burbank regulation is. They have to throttle down. They have to use the minimum amount of power to get out. They don't have to do some uh, crazy—but I know what you're talking about because I've thrown out of of, that job work.
0: It's um, weird. Every airport that I've ever like lived near has some weird thing. Like San Diego, apparently the runway is so short that pilots are fr- always afraid they're going to go into the ocean. Oh, wow. So every time you come in, it's like you get right over the houses and then you just like drop. Drop. Like yeah. there's no there's no subtlety to it. They're just like hold on, guys. So I think
1: every airport has has a quirk like that. LAX is cool because you just go out over the ocean. They don't. They, they just they give a crap <laughs> and then you turn around.
0: Everything should be on the ocean. We're
1: here at uh, Talking with Sam Varela. Is <laughs> airport talk?
0: Airport talk.
1: Uh, we talk about uh, various aspects of airport.
0: There's a black bag that's been left <laughs> right. at the terminal. <laughs>
1: uh,
2: be careful. You'll raise the, uh, the, the alert.
1: alert. Uh, yeah, at this point, they have to put a robot over it. And uh,
2: so, uh, in the East Bay, did you go to the, the, any of the famous uh, East Bay punk shows? I...
0: Day? I was into the ska scene for a little bit
2: yeah.
3: when
0: I was in high school, and then I got into a little bit of the like the open mic poetry slam kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But like that was really cool. But I've always been um, very upfront with my opinions. You know what I mean? Like I, if I like something, I like it. If I don't, I don't, and I'll be honest about it. So there was a the open mic poetry song that we went to had this like judging system and like they would give random people in the audiences like cards to score everybody's poetry and no one liked me. They I like would always give like fives and sixes out of tens. And they would just be like, yo man, you racist or yo man like you Republican or like just different reasonings. What is that? That is beautiful.
1: That's uh that's a small thing. That's like a
0: That's a beautiful sound. Yeah
1: that's it's like a little learjet or
0: something. Crazy. Back on Airport Talk <laughs> The DJ Sam. That's all I ever talk about is airports. That's that's what I do. <laughs> that's yeah.
1: It's comedy in airports. When, comedy you're on, airport. when you're on the clock, it's all about the comedy. <laughs> when you're off the clock, airports.
2: You know, my, my wife was flying so much at one point that she eventually, she got an airplane tattooed on her wrist.
1: Uh-huh. And it's, so she used to show the, the
2: tattoo <laughs> and then yeah, like wave
1: her on. It's exactly. Like, she got initiated into the super secret world of airplanes.
2: <laughs> it was based on some sort of air. Sign that she saw. <laughs> she was really bummed out when she found somebody online who also had an airplane on wrist tattoo. Oh,
1: boo!
0: Well, I've always, I've always loved flying. I don't fly a lot, but in college I would fly, you know, between Northern California and Orange County, and I always thought flying was great. And then I turned twenty-one, and I found out it was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it. Airport bars are the greatest. You meet so many crazy people. <laughs> I got to spend time in the airport bars.
1: Uh, you know, for me. I, I, I used to fly all the time between LA and Vegas, and, um, back in the day where you could, like, show up at the airport five minutes before your flight, walk through security, and get on the plane, yeah. um, and I, so I, that to me, it's like, if I can get on the plane and go, I'm okay, I, I, I don't, I dislike flying now, I had a really bad experience, and, um, I'm not afraid of flying, I'm afraid of crashing. <laughs> and I, I fly as little as humanly possible. Oh
0: There's here's the It's coming to kill you.
1: You seem to be like cranking him out tonight. <laughs>
0: it's
1: because they knew we were gonna be here. Yeah, know. And I'm also seriously gonna hear about <laughs> I've a bunch of
2: So this, you in this is in college, you are obviously you were flying between like camp your campus and uh, go home to
0: see the fam. Yeah, it was like an hour and a half flight. It wasn't anything special. But actually, my favorite part of flying now is the people watching, because you do have to get there. You're either barely on time or you're way early. Yeah. And I, I've, I'm i a fan of people watching in general, but airport people watching is always always the greatest. There's so many... Because there's just everybody at the airport. Yes.
1: Well, and I think, <laughs> I think since, air, since flying is no longer like a, an event, you know, you just totally get... It's 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 almost like it's almost like like riding a bus used to be, like Greyhound, you know. It's like a slightly you know nicer version of being at the bus station. At this point. <laughs> but we just flew. Uh, I, I just flew out to um, New Orleans. For those of you who listen to the show, <laughs> um, we talked about it last episode. <laughs> uh, but uh, we had like layovers in Dallas, Fort Worth, which is. Hub, uh, so everybody comes in there and you get all the people from Texas flying places which is fantastic cuz they are Texas people
0: I did a like layover them. God
1: bless them <laughs> I did
0: a layover once in Texas and I just thought it was cool because we got it was like a 20 minute layover and the guy sitting next to me we got off the plane he went to the maybe it was Texas there's was, it was like a casino in the airport it might have been like Nevada now yeah, that I think it about it been. but um he just gambled for like 20 minutes and then went back on the plane. I was like, that's pretty sweet. Did he win? I don't know. He didn't seem very happy when he got back. <laughs> yes. he, he just went to sleep.
1: Nobody wins at the airport casino.
0: <laughs> They're rigged.
1: Well, the airport casino, casino wins at the airport
0: casino. <laughs>
2: Did you ever see that Martin Scorsese movie, Airport Casino? <laughs> right,
1: right, right. With Joe Pesci. And uh, Friend of the show, Joe Pesci. <laughs> friend of the show. He is not... I, I, Enemy of the show. I, I think at this point he is definitely... Foe of the show, yeah, <laughs> um, but he's a great rapper though. I don't know why he doesn't do that more. Did
0: you see the knockoff airplane slot machine, the like comedy, comedy version of that? No, 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 that was not real. That was not real. <laughs> That's why I don't tell jokes because my delivery is so, so flat that it, it doesn't read as dry. It just reads as <laughs> truth.
1: Yeah, well, I, I believed you for. A Air, I, I would totally play airplane uh, 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 exclamation mark slots. <laughs> like you could have like quotes, like the this is, "Hey, what do you make of this, Johnny?" <laughs> you make a hat or brutes or a pterodactyl.
3: <laughs>
1: what was I was thinking about that the other day? Uh, uh, it's a Stephen Sucker. Uh, rest in peace, Stephen. Um, as Johnny, um, I am thinking, me John, big tree. <laughs> I was thinking of that the other day. Um, one of the finest films ever made.
2: Yeah, Airplane. I think we've talked about.
1: Um, Talk uh, about Animal House, I think. <laughs> no, we've
2: talked about Airplane because I've seen Airplane 2, but I don't know that I've seen Airplane 1.
1: Really?
0: Airplane 1's a shit. Yeah.
1: I,
2: I, that's what I hear. I, I don't have memories I, of it. I'd go
1: so far as to say it's the shiznit. <laughs> yeah. If you haven't seen it and if it's on Netflix Instant, watch it because yeah. it's hilarious.
0: In uh, college, one of my, like I guess, thesis papers was about the disaster film, uh-huh. and I wrote about Airport. And uh, 2012, but after writing that paper, I watched Airplane, and you have to watch Airport to fully appreciate oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Airplane. It's well, that's the it's thing scary. is,
1: is it's totally, it's 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 totally, all that stuff is a knockoff <laughs> of yeah, of Airport 77. And um, no, it, in in cinema class in college, um, we begged our instructor to show High Anxiety when we were doing <laughs> Hitchcock films because High Anxiety is like. The perfect Hitchcock film. It has it hits all the notes. It has all the tropes. Yeah, I mean, it's just like you know Mel Brooks. That was back before he sucked. <laughs> and and it, it really is. If, if I was teaching a cinema class and talking about Hitchcock, I would absolutely play High Anxiety because it's one of those. They should. I'm surprised they haven't. Someone hasn't done that for one of those UCB film things at CFA. Yeah. Because I would do it. I would totally do that.
0: I haven't seen it but I now I really want to see it. Yeah, watch it. it, watch it. I
1: mean it is it's like if especially if you're a Hitchcock fan, it's totally it's a great film. It's a great
0: All of our Hitchcock video you know, films were like the the general stuff. You know, rear window and North by
1: Northwest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Birds. I mean we did the same thing. Yeah, I don't think we did birds. We do psycho.
0: Everybody does psycho.
1: Well, we covered a lot of ground in that class. It's where I learned to I learned to embrace my head, hatred of French New Wave <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's why I learned to embrace my hatred of blonde women.
1: <laughs> Unlike Alfred Hitchcock. <laughs>
0: um, Unless you're talking about behind-the-scenes Hitchcock.
2: It you sounds h- like a porn, doesn't it? <laughs> behind-the-scenes Hitchcock?
1: Behind the Hitchcock door. Didn't you
0: guys talk about, like, he was, a, he was an asshole director to women. Like, the women, he was, like, really just, I don't know, like, very chauvinistic. Very much, like, just look pretty and stand here. Like, I guess...
1: I think it's because <laughs> he liked that.
0: Maybe that was how he, show, he showed his appreciation. He was, he was dipping our pigtails in ink.
1: <laughs> as they were wont to do back in the One Room Schoolhouse days. <laughs> but you also have to remember, I mean, he was directing films, you know, what? 70 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean...
2: Uh, I don't know, I, I, I had my first real... Like, I've shot... Um, Like, short films and short videos and things like that. I I had my first experience acting on a... uh, It's a short feature. It's going to end up being, I think, like, 70 to 80 to 90 minutes. Don't know yet. Um, I haven't seen a final cut of it yet. But, you know, I was in this movie over the summer. Or this film over the summer. And the set was great. And everybody was really nice. And I just don't understand the need... Um, and also working in, in television production, I, I just don't understand the need to be an asshole, and yet there's so many.
1: Well, I think there's I think it's a, I think there's a couple things going on, and one I also think that remember Hitchcock was working within the studio system too, yeah. And I think that even though he was an auteur, I think that there's. I think that's been that's more regimented mm-hmm. and I think that drives kind of being a dick if you have to get a certain number of shots in and you're you're cranking stuff out.
0: Well what's weird about Hitchcock with the studio system was actually like he was one of the exceptions a little bit because he was such an auteur before he was brought like he was brought into the studio system to be an auteur, Right, right That right. for him he was actually, you know, given pretty much full right. creative control and just given studio stuff. Right. So
1: yeah, I, yeah. I think there's exceptions to it, but I, but I also think that there that those directors were definitely products of. The, I mean, the number of films that were that were cranked out. Yeah. You know, I mean, actors. It's it's like boxers. Like boxers used to, you know, fight like you know three times a month, four times a month, once a week. You know, it's like you you look at these records. You know, like Mike Tyson's fought what, like twenty five fights. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, these old-time boxers, you know, had like 167 fights. I mean, you know, it's like crazy numbers, and I think it's kind of similar. It's like, you know, you could you could be a little more laissez-faire about things, even though I think there's a lot of directors who have a specific vision, and if an actor doesn't meet that specific vision, they're going to, you know, force the square peg into a round hole. Yeah. yeah. Kind of thing. But I still think you... you I, I think art, art at its best for me is a collaborative effort, and collaboration doesn't exist when you're trying to beat people over the head and stuff
0: yeah definitely. which is why
1: brody just do your fucking job
0: <laughs>
1: that's all <I> <laughs> your job is to sit there and look pretty and <laughs> run the board just don't get in my fucking way <laughs> no but yeah i, I think you know I, comedy especially like looking at how and i, I want your take on this because i was thinking about this earlier today because I was really listening to your interview with uh, with uh, Brody Stevens um, from first season, I guess. Um, but there's so many um, there's so many like really really creative people, and y- you really see it when you you know pay attention to the nuts and bolts of the comedy scene, where like Bob Odenkirk. I would say, what, like, probably a third of the people that I find, and this is, I'm just making numbers up off mm-hmm. the top of my head, like, a third of the people that, um, that I find really creative and funny, like, either work with Bob, or he's a mentor to them, or he comes in and, you know, punches up their stuff, or he guests on one of their gigs, or whatever, and I mean, that kind of stuff seems to happen in the in the comedy world. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like, that collaborative sort of thing. And it's a friendly collaboration. It's there doesn't seem to be anybody who's like cracking the whip or just like <laughs> you know being a dick. But
0: yeah, no, I definitely. That was one of the things that I found out when I first started doing my podcast was how like nice everybody was. You know what I mean? Like I was doing a podcast on a radio station that was only heard in like I think a fifteen mile diameter of right, Orange low, County. Low Very low wattage. The podcast had nothing but the interview due to like legal restrictions, right. but. Everybody was just, you know, chill about it. They're just, you know, can I interview you? Oh, yeah, sure, whatever. And um, it's definitely seemed to be that way. Like, everybody just wants to, you know, help each other out. And I know it's the entertainment world, so some of you might think that it's like, oh, they're getting exposure. You know, that's why they're doing whatever. But I really think that, at least in the comedy world, people just want to be around other creative people. I'm not saying that I'm creative but they just want to be involved in stuff, like, do stuff. And it doesn't necessarily have to be about money or about fame or anything. It's just yeah, do experience. Work. Doing, yeah, doing
1: work. Yeah, yeah, doing creative work. And I, no, no that's, and don't sell yourself short. I think the ability to, um, you know, talk to people and, and ask cogent questions. <laughs> look at us. We can't fucking do that. It <laughs> it's
0: but, so weird, though, because I've been on a – I engineer a lot of different podcasts. And they're always, you know – I was working on one yesterday and we were uh, talking with Todd Levine. Levin? What? I I don't. I feel bad because I just met him yesterday and I still don't know how to say his last name. He was
2: a, uh, writer, he's a writer on, on Conan. Conan.
0: Yeah, he's still going to be a writer on Conan. By but, the um. TBS show. Yeah, on the new TBS show. He just but, has a
1: book out too.
0: Yeah, it? the. What is it? Sex in our, our Bodies. Our Bodies are Junk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um. After we did the the podcast, they were like, "Hey, do you want to do like a little bonus thing and do you, asking questions about Conan? You know, find out all the dirt and stuff." I was just like, "It's gonna take me like thirty minutes to get into that conversation because <laughs> I like like that's not how my mind works. Like, I'll when I interview somebody, I have a post it note of like buzz topics, and that's about it. And they half the time don't even get used. But I can't think of like questions to ask people unless there's like." something i've been dying to know like i like i'm supposed to interview mark Marin and i just keep dropping the ball like i don't want to interview him until i have all my shit together but i um booked this comedy show and he was on it and he was like i was like hey i'm sam he's like oh yeah i remember you you're the girl who dropped out on the interview <laughs> i was just like man but like i wanted to ask him about you know how he got into podcasting like what was his big drive and now that uh he has a new episode that came out with Apatow where they play a bunch of the tapes of him as a 16 year old like just talking to people before they were famous and it was just like my question is no longer valid because now I just want to get to know you and figure out if I'm you
1: <laughs> <laughs> but that's but, but yeah that's the that's the that's the thing I mean it's you, you find something that interests you and that's the creative part you know? it's like do I guess that's, yeah, don't, don't guess about it. <laughs> As someone looking at it from the from you know a different perspective, I, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, you know,
0: it's not. <laughs> a, you
1: know, don't don't sell yourself short on that because that's <laughs> a lot of people don't have that.
0: This is self esteem with Sam DJ that's Sam right. self esteem <laughs> talk. talk.
1: <laughs> this is our segment, our self esteem segment. You're you're great. We um, like you. We really like you. We really, like really <laughs> do, Yeah, could <laughs> oh, we be more flat with that? too? <laughs> we like you. It's all right. <laughs> um. But yeah, that, that that kind of thing really, um, that I think is one of the things that really kind of got me, made me do the final push to really start doing comedy was watching it happen and watching how collaborative it is. And, and the improv stuff that I did too, because that's all, that's, that's all collaboration. I mean, it's, it's, you know, you're relying on your improv partners to, you know, do what they need to do and yeah. pick you up and give you ideas and and, you know yes and and the whole money yeah
0: and I I just think that that like for me the push that pushed me really just to want to help promote people like aside from wanting to get to know people and stuff the other main goal of my podcast has just been to like promote people yeah just because I I personally I've done a few open mics and, like, they've gone over well. Like, it's all, it's never been, like, a bad open mic experience, but...
1: You haven't, I, you haven't done enough of them, then.
0: <laughs> well, I just... I, just I don't have, like... You know what I mean? Like, if, if you start out, you expect them to go bad. And when they go good, you're supposed to be really excited about it. And just, like, it pushes you forward. But I don't have that drive. Like, I acted in, in high school and stuff. And I directed in high school. And I guess I got all that out of my system. Because now I just want to help people... Who do have that drive, like, wanna, get to where they want to go. What
1: do you want to end up doing? I mean, um, doing some production work, but... Yeah,
0: I mean, right now, I tell people that I want to do either sound engineering or editing, but I really just want to work in comedy, which is definitely, like, a very limiting stance to take when you're trying to just break into the film industry. I want to work in this genre, but um, really that's what I want to do. I want to work on somehow in a creative side with comedy talented people just because I think it's a really it's a really I don't know, almost like untapped market that since I started doing my podcast it's definitely gotten more mainstream and gotten bigger and it makes me really happy and I just wanna keep helping that along. You know what I mean? Like I interviewed Paul right when he was getting the best week ever. F. Tompkins. <laughs> I call him Paul. I just call him I just call him Paul. But <laughs> yeah, so I interviewed Paul F. Tompkins right before he went on to host Best Week Ever. And it was just really cool because it was, like, one of the first, like, mainstream kind of things for kind of the alternative comedy world. Yeah. And it just seems like it's been getting more on that track where, like, people are open to...
1: And Best Week Ever with Paul yeah. a really big success. Really? <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I mean, even, like, honestly, I really don't that show though has had a really bad track history oh no no
1: i was being sarcastic yeah but but so i was looking through <laughs> i was looking through because because now there's like 150 i like wrote one of the first reviews of the Tomcast, and um now there's like 150 of them and i was bored doing something <laughs> I, waiting for something on my iphone so i was looking through all the reviews and um my favorite negative review for the TomCast is, he ruined Best Week Ever, now he's ruining a podcast. <laughs> I'm like, really? Are you holding
2: a grudge? I he's hope that was... He's to- like ruining the form of podcast? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, mean,
1: I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if he's bringing the whole thing down.
0: This podcast that he started is horrible because he's involved with it. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. It's like,
1: why are you... Why do you care?
0: Yeah. Move on. Fuck, It's you know? so weird. Like,
1: um, All the one-star reviews are all people who are like... Adam Carolla fans <laughs> are like I can't believe this is in the top 10 Adam Carolla's funnier I'm like just don't listen to the fucking podcast <laughs> do you guys
0: ever get that thing when you talk to people about the podcast and you're like oh yeah I love podcasts I love like Howard Stern and Adam Carolla is yours like that oh no no I'm no. from Phoenix and
2: this will be the test to find out if I'm wrong but I don't honestly don't think people in Arizona even know what a podcast is <laughs> right and if I've I'm wrong, and I've offended you, and portrayed you as a rube, and you're an Arizona listener. Prove me wrong, and write me write in,
0: <laughs> and, and totally. tell me that you
2: hear this. Totally.
0: I think the the music scene people in there would know about it, but other than that, you might be right.
1: <laughs> I say this is a niche of, niche of a niche show, and and I, I honestly no, I mean I, no, no one's ever. I mean, no one's ever talk to me for more than five minutes about the podcast so so, and and, and the people who have are you know our folks who either listen to the show and know me and or and or brody and know what we're doing so so no but you've probably got that i'm sure
0: (laughs) well it's only been for like certain guests like when i interviewed andy dick there was a phase where like like i was at the time i was working with a promoter who worked for the improv in like irvine brea ontario area Mm -hmm. and um They just kept sending me all these, like, really mainstream comedians that a few of them were good, a few of them were good that I hadn't heard of, and then a few of them were just, like, uh.
1: Quote unquote club comics?
0: Yeah, definitely. Like, I don't really, I don't know, like, I don't want to drop names, but there were definitely some that were, like, really big. But (laughs) there were some that were really big that I was just kind of like, eh. But, like, when they interviewed Andy Dick, it was, I think that was, that's one of my favorite interviews just because of the way. If anybody's listened to it, or is going to listen to it, I guess, if we're going to listen to it, spoiler alert, or whatever. But it started out as, like, a promotion for a show that he was doing in Bray Irvine stuff. And then, it, like, ten minutes in, he just kind of had a nervous breakdown. I was like, I really don't, like, I hate these bullshit, you know, interviews or whatever. Like, I don't like promoting stuff, whatever. I was like, well, to be honest, I didn't want to do that kind of interview. I was going to sneak you into, like a more in-depth interview, (laughs) and he was like, oh, that's awesome, and then we just had, like, a two-hour-long conversation that I had to cut down um, about comedy and about, like, mainstream versus artistic, and I really liked it because, you know, Andy Dick is one of those guys who's known for, like, being crazy and, like, drunk and druggy and, like, just a wacky kind of guy or whatever, but talking to him about comedy was really, really interesting because he really wants to do so much more he's kind of like been pigeonholed into a certain category and he was you know we talked about how he wanted to do a stage show and like really didn't want to do the club scenes anymore wanted to do like more ucb and like little theaters and like do like a variety kind of show and it was just like really cool but everybody who saw Andy dick's name on my podcast was like oh you got to interview like jim brewer you got to interview like rob schneider and like i was like i don't know if that would work the same way. <laughs> but yeah, I think that one and um, the Paul Tompkins interview are my two favorites.
2: Now, have you had an interview that's gone horribly awry?
0: I've definitely, I've had interviews that didn't work. <laughs> I've definitely, like, uh, Kyle Canane and Jen Kirkman are both two of my favorite people because they both had to do the interviews over. But those due are to technical, technical issues, Definitely like, technical issues, yeah. There have been a few that have been stilted definitely I can't think of them off the top of my head but I know there have been some where it was definitely we weren't able to mesh really Mm -hmm. um and that's usually been when I've interviewed somebody who may be doing something very alternative but um has the aims to be more mainstream or something because I, I I think that's my biggest thing is that I can't really connect with people who aren't open to talking about like.
1: Planes flying overhead?
0: <laughs> For what? <laughs> la, 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 airplane. So this, this interview is like that. They, they, they come in groups. Fucking the most annoying thing ever. I just hate it here. Anyway. <laughs> now that the plane's gone. <laughs> no, but... Because um, my big thing... I, I like to talk about with comedians... Let me phrase that in a way that makes sense. What I like to talk to comedians about <laughs> is uh, really just like the comedy industry because from an alternative comedy fan point of view, I have a lot of issues with mainstream comedy. I worked at a mainstream comedy club and it's hard for me to connect with people who aren't open to talking about that because... Um, It's kind of weird because in the same way that the alternative comedy community is all about, like, helping each other and working together and that kind of thing, the mainstream comedy world is really about, at least from my experiences and what I know, about, like, competitiveness. Like, you're all in the same group, but at the same time, like... You know, everybody will kill you to get that stage time, kind of thing. Is it like the Appertel movies of the funny people? <laughs> I actually I don't didn't know why I had to do like the pseudo
1: Andy Kindler voice for that. <laughs> it is it like that, <laughs> or is it like a third thing that's also <laughs> a funny thing? <laughs>
0: It's, I actually never saw that movie because the dramatic side of oh, it didn't interest me. you're missing great. <laughs> I actually
2: really enjoyed that movie. It was fine. There was nothing wrong
0: with it. I it just feel like, I feel like everybody that performed on there that people loved, I've seen do live. And for me, it's like, I love listening to comedy and I love seeing live comedy, but I have a hard time watching performances. I don't know why, but it's just like, it's unsatisfying to me.
1: Yeah, because they're faking it.
0: And not even that they're faking it, it's just like, for some reason, I feel like I can connect more with hearing the audio, no image, just the audio, or, you know, you get the connection when you're there live. But when you watch it, I almost feel like, like, I'm, I'm involved, but they're not, because it's, they're not there, and it just makes me feel uncomfortable, but...
2: You know what I'm thinking of, because we were supposed to go to, uh, Last Comic Standing... Together, you and I. Yeah, yeah. One you the one the I, I, I honestly, it was a, a job that I promised <laughs> that I would do. Um, I apologize. We, uh, but you. So you saw it live. I don't know if you bothered tuning in for the the video or the video broadcast. What they call that on the <laughs> box with the screen? Oh yeah,
1: on the Farsian box. Yeah,
2: the you know. Christ. <laughs> so I'm just thinking like. Because to me that because it's definitely edited for time.
0: It's they, actually not. To, no? It's weird. They shoot it pretty much real time. Oh wow! Um, and it's all one fell swoop. I think the only on that day, the only time that they might have edited something out was like one of the judges like fumbled their line or something. But what was weird about that show was, it was no, it was Kindler. <laughs> but it was it was an awesome what? flub. <laughs> it was one of those Kindler flubs that should have been left in. Yeah. But. uh it was weird because with that show it is so I think because they shoot it in real time for the show, it you weren't connecting with anybody because everybody was either focused on their you know teleprompter or on their like cuz you know the comedians that are up there, they'll play the videos, they'll do the numbers or whatever. So everybody's in on that game. So no one's watching the audience. They're just you doing know their own, yeah doing they're, they're part thing.
1: of the yeah, they're part of the show yeah
0: that was why I wanted Mike to win so much because the day that we did it he had like he had a major fan base the day that I was there this and is Mike Kaplan. that day there was like a big fan base for him and like we would not shut up like every joke he told was like two minutes of applause <laughs> and it kind of worked out because I think when they edited that's the only thing they edit for time is like the I think the stand-ups even though they only do like five minutes each but um
1: oh so they' like doing like really, like, showcasing...
0: Yeah, no, they're doing... They're blasting off jokes, and, like, he... He had to deal with us not wanting to shut up, which (laughs) I thought was cool because he was the only one that really worked with the audience. You know what I mean? That was really, like, okay... I know you guys love me, but, like, I got to get these out, and, like...
1: Yeah. I only got five minutes, folks. <laughs> it Let's felt good. Like, I
0: man. don't like when people just, like, talk over your applause or something. You know, when they just keep moving, it's like, okay, well, you're not paying attention to us. It makes me sad.
1: Right, right. <laughs> I don't know, though. The applause... I, I, the, the the more the more comedy I do, more stand-up I do, and the more um, I watch, I, I, I'm kind of a foe of the applause break. I think the applause break is, is shitty in general.
0: I definitely fight the applause break. If you have ever gone to a show with me, I have I either cackle or giggle, one of those two, and I always do it at the setup. Like it doesn't matter if I've <laughs> yeah, heard I Yeah, <laughs> I do that too. It doesn't matter if I've heard the joke or if I'm just watching them for the first time, No, No, but, no I do
1: that too cuz a lot of times I can see where the joke is yeah, going. Yeah,
0: you can obviously yeah, I see it. Hell. Yeah, and it's it's just I don't know, like it's it I guess it bugs people sometimes, you know, when there's that random laugh, that's like alerts everybody else to what's going to happen or whatever, but I just I can't help it I it's laugh like those when man. it happens <laughs> just, can't figure it out. Boo, boo. I also woo at inappropriate times she's <laughs> <Just> like <laughs>
1: like uh well uh you know, like just, at funeral I, just, well, I like, just I just came from my mom's funeral woo
0: <laughs> Well, like, uh, Duncan Trussell was doing this bit one time, and he was talking about um, the Depression, he was like, are we in a Depression? And I was like, woo! was like who's wooing the Depression? <laughs> and it was, like, a little aside for, like, two minutes. I was like, I'll stand by my woo. <laughs> I'm supporting this premise. <laughs> nice.
3: Oh.
0: That show, though, like, more than any,
2: it, I can see what you mean as far as the presenting live comedy on video. On yeah. TV. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because that show definitely. And it
2: does make it. It does. I don't want to say artificial, but it does. It, applause breaks make things definitely feel artificial. Yeah. Because you can't see the audience on TV. When you're in the room, then you, you can feel the love. But when you're seeing on TV, it's almost like that they.
0: Well, that's the thing yeah, that, that I. Got that in. Yeah, that's you don't know whether it's sweet or fake. Yeah, I don't get that yet in television, and I I don't know if I'm like ever gonna sell out and get it, or if I'm just never gonna embrace it. But like the applause break, or the canned applause, or stuff like that, like, it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, on, like, Last Comic Standing, since I was there, the, uh, like, the audience is really clapping, it's not, like, an artificial thing, but right. whenever I would see the show, the way that they edited the sound was almost, like, to make it more, like, canned laughter, yeah. and to me, that was, like, the worst injustice you could do Te- for a show like that.
1: tivo picked up uh, an old uh, HBO, Norm McDonald's stand-up, and... I swear to God, they sweetened that. Yeah. I, they, I think
0: the only time you should have canned laughter is for a transition to a commercial. Like, that's the only time that, like, it's acceptable. But, like, it's just it's just weird. Like, uh, for all you ASTers out there, I know there's a lot of them. <laughs> Specialthead.com. <laughs> we had to mention it at some point. There's been a discussion about Big Lake. Um, it's like a new, I guess, sitcom on uh, Comedy Central. Have you seen it? I have not. Well, like, um, it has a good a good uh, lineup of performers and stuff. Um, what is it? Chris Geth- Get- Gethard? Gethard? We'll fix it in post. But, <laughs> <laughs> like, Horatio Sands and a bunch of other really good uh, performers. Still
1: waiting for you to name a good performer.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. but, um, <laughs> <smile> a <laughs> but it's weird because they, whoever was the executive producer or director or something, really wanted to go with that really classic like, sitcom style. Oh, uh, uh, Yeah, no, it's a laugh track. It's, uh... And it's... It's almost like they were on the edge of doing a parody of a sitcom and a real sitcom. Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: because that has Parnell in it.
0: Yeah, Parnell's in it. Yeah, I was, like, trying to remember who the other really I love good guys Chris are. I yeah, love Chris Parnell. Yeah, and he is one of the only good parts in there. Like, I love Horatio when I see him live, but... And I don't want to burn any bridges, but, um, he is... The mainstream shows that he's done, he, it's, it's like it's a credit to him because he can fit into that mainstream mold of what a comedic actor should be on a mainstream show. Mm. Um, but for me, I feel like I'm being gypped. You know what I mean? Because I want to see right, right, the Hara right, right, right. show that I know from like the good SNL years and like performing live and stuff. Um, but yeah, it's just like like that show especially. I feel like the the canned laughter and just the presentation of it, like is destroyed what could be a good show. Especially them showing it completely out of order.
2: Yeah. Now, McKay and Farrell are producing that?
0: Yeah, McKay and Farrell, I guess, are producing it. And, um... I don't know, it's weird. It's just, like... I guess... I don't know much of the backstory on, like, how they're involved, or if it's, like, their production company that's doing it, or what's going on, or whatever. But I feel like they have all the portion, Like, all the pieces... For a good show. I really just feel like the network stepped in at some point. Because it just feels like there's some random hand that kind of, like, came in and was like, okay, let's do it this way.
1: It's got to have a laugh track. People aren't going to know when to laugh. Well,
0: like, I I knew, I work with one of the guys who I guess wrote on it. And um, I remember him just, he's he's a really funny comedian slash writer, Sean Shannon. He wrote on a... SNL and stuff, yeah, and um, I remember when he first came back from there, he didn't say what show he was working on, but he was like, I just came back from working on a sitcom, I was like, how was that, like, oh, it was horrible, like, it was just so, you know, joke after joke after joke, like, that kind of thing, and it was just like, I mean, you have all these people that have the track record and the potential to do really well, and it feels like, I don't know where it came from, but something was just like don't do it that way i don't know how to say it
2: well apparently um according to an interview with chris parnell what they did was screened the shows at ucb new york and recorded the laughter
0: which is weird it mean it must mean that like in some focus group somewhere somebody was like is that a joke or like (laughs) i don't know i don't know when to laugh I don't know what's going on. I wish that I could infiltrate the focus groups. I just don't know the proper like I wish coordinates. Focus groups, I,
1: I wish the people who invented the focus group were never born.
0: Well, like my <laughs> my ultimate goal, if I could, if I had like my dream goal, would be to like have my own network, something like Funny or Die or like HBO or something. Or I could just be like, I'm going to put this on. Yeah. I'm not going to use focus groups, right. and I, I I think it would do good. <laughs> Better well, than wants to invest. It would certainly
1: be a, well. I think there's a I think there's a market for that think there's a market for that. And I mean, in shows like, you know, like Arrested Development and things like that are, you know... And, and like, Louie is, like, one of the best shows on TV. Yeah. Ever. ever.
2: It's one of the best... It's, it's...
1: Well... I didn't say comedy. I said it's one of the best show, shows No, No, TV. I know I, What
2: I was going to say was, I think as an example of filmmaking, or short filmmaking. Huh?
0: Yeah. Did
2: you see the last one? Yeah, yeah, the God episode. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. It definitely makes me, like, I wish I could get up the balls to, like, contact him and interview him. Good. Well, like, with Louie, because he's the editor of the show. hmm And, like, I like doing sound, but my main passion is editing, and it just makes me want to talk to him so much more, because he has such a distinct style, whether right. or not it's, like, intentional or not, but... I yeah, I like, like that. I don't
1: like the editing of the stand-up stuff.
0: The stand-up stuff? Yeah, he
1: changes camera angles way too much. It really is noticeable and jarring, and I don't like
0: it. I like that part of it, actually. I, like I feel it. like it's like coming from... This is this, this off the top of my head, so I don't know if it's true or not. But I feel like it's coming from the perspective of someone who's done comedy for so long, done so many specials, seen himself perform, that he's like, I want to present comedy, stand-up comedy in a different way. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it might be jarring to those of us who are fans of stand-up comedy and, like, don't, you know, don't need it to change. But I think it's good for audiences that aren't fans of stand-up comedy because it's jarring, but it it makes you pay attention. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: I don't know what it does. I think it, I think it, it, it ejects Considering how well-considered the rest of the show is, Yeah, it, it seems kind of tricksy. Yeah. It doesn't seem like it's... It doesn't seem like it adds necessarily. I mean, this is my opinion, by the way. Yeah. But, but I'm right. But, um, yeah. That, that because it's it's funny that unless it's a conscious choice, well, you need to interview him,
0: <laughs> ping him
1: on Twitter or something, and say so you want to interview him, and then ask him the question. I'll
0: tell because, him that Shaky Town sent me.
1: <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> um, but uh, unless it's a specific choice to like differentiate from the flow of the more story-oriented part versus the stand-up part
0: i feel like it is because there was an episode where he had the, the heckler right and that was stand-up but it was also a, a storyline in the show right and like in that one it was a very straightforward right. way of shooting and editing it and i feel like i feel like yeah i feel like um because it it's hard it was. It's hard for me to get, and it's hard for I assume a lot of people who are fans of stand-up comedy to get. But like regular audiences don't like stand-up. Like they don't get it. They're like, you're just gonna stand there and like talk to me. Like I need something <laughs> happening. So I feel like.
1: Yeah, you, that's well, but you know what, Seinfeld, one of the most popular, one of the most popular sitcoms, and they had, you know, stand-up at the bumpers at the beginning yeah, and end, or something. Yeah, at show. least for the
2: first few seasons, not right. as
1: much near the end. I but, guess. Yeah. But who watched it
0: then? But it's also Seinfeld, you know what I mean? It's very... Right. It's very... Re- well, it's not t- really t- relatable, t- but...
1: Video tapes. So Hard to program my VCR. Bro- I mean, there's a
0: reason that Leno doesn't need to do it because of what he's saying. You know what I mean? Like, that's the weirdest thing is that there's a difference between, like, stand-up comedy and, like, mainstream stand-up comedy. And that's why I like to talk about it so much because a lot of people either don't get it or don't want to get it or don't want to talk yeah. about it because... You know, I mean, ultimately, like everybody would want to be mainstream because you get paid, you get the exposure. It'd mm-hmm. be great, but there's so much. It's like a whole different industry, and it's well, just so. Weird. I mean, I
1: think it's. I think it's, I. I think the music analogy holds up really well. I mean, there's people out there who are, you know, there's or master of the pan flute, <laughs> you know, selling records, you know, and in infomercials and stuff, mm-hmm. and you know, there's big. Stupid rock shows that people go to, and then there's you know indie bands and people who play bars and people who are artists who are doing you know, and occasionally you get an artist who makes it big and their second or third album usually blows because <laughs> then they're getting money thrown at them and you know I, I think that, I think that that kind of holds true with comedy too. I mean, you do get, I mean, look, you know, a lot of the people that I admire, like you know, Steve Martin started out as essentially a goofball doing all. What would now be called alternative comedy in San Francisco, and ended up playing huge stadiums, doing crazy ass shit, you know. But, and I think it suffered, you know. Ultimately, I mean, he stopped doing it because it wasn't what he he didn't want to be playing giant stadiums with people repeating the punchlines of his jokes.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, But you know, you have the Dane Cooks of the world who made their career doing big dumb you know comedy shows, and you know God bless him for it; works hard.
2: Yeah, I saw even Dave Chappelle I saw right. at a huge theater in Phoenix Right. Um, for a bunch of material that I think was in his last stand-up special, actually. It's been a while, I think, since he's been on. Um, I haven't heard anybody talk about Dave Chappelle in a long time. I'm yeah. just realizing
3: now.
1: Well, he's kind of pulled back considerably. Yeah. I mean, he's done small shows and stuff.
0: It's. Did you guys see the clip? He did a show, I think maybe like a year or two ago, um, on some college campus or something like a drop in, and there were like 300 people. He was doing it like in the quad, and like there were like 300, 400 people because it got leaked. And like he just was standing on like a bench. It's yeah. like, hey guys, shut up. I need to like do this stuff. And you could tell that he was like, even though, you know, by. I guess, like, technical standards, That's very indie to be just standing on a bench doing a comedy. But, like, because of the audience size, it was, like, he had to find a way to do something for that kind of crowd and also just do what he wanted to do.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think he's a prisoner of his own success in that respect.
0: It's weird how, like... It's weird how certain comedies or comedians that are really, really creative, when they make it big, what happens to them? Like, uh... Like, my thing that i've been thinking about a lot lately has been like arrested development and uh always sunny in philadelphia both really good comedy shows both like relatively popular in the sense that like
1: airplanes fly over
0: they're popular
1: <laughs> so popular they're in the flight plan at the major airport <laughs> Come on.
0: Ah. brody's ears are exploding
1: <laughs> you're gonna be like, going to be like the, the sound engineer in that Little Rascals episode, your hat's going to fly out. <laughs> tubes of the radio are going to be popping. Because we use vacuum tubes. Shaky Town Radio is... is is We're like the Squirrel Nut Zippers. We record on original 1930s equipment.
0: This is all being recorded to plastic, right? To the vinyl? Straight uh, to the... Yeah, v- yeah,
1: yeah, straight to vinyl. <laughs> this is the only vinyl. <laughs>
0: but yeah, it's weird. Like, like Arrested Development got canceled, which is always sad. And which... Um, I don't know if you've seen the deleted scenes or the audio commentary. I, remember, I forget where I saw this, but like one of the main reasons for them being canceled was that they were renting the stair car. They never bought it. So renting that thing was most of their budget apparently because they rented it from yep. like an Orange County airport. And like, that just <laughs> made me sad. That was a, a tangent. But, um, what's weird is like, you'll talk to like surfers and bros and like college kids just like you know, the average audience and all of them are like, oh, I love Joe, I love Tobias, I love Charlie, kind of things. And it's weird because, like, you know, certain things hit it mm-hmm. and certain things mm-hmm. don't. And it, like, when it comes to the alternative comedy making it big, it's like there's no rhyme or reason yet to why.
1: Well, I think things... Well, <laughs> I think funny things are funny things, and it, it, it depends. I mean, some of the more, like, outré... Were we okay? Yeah, yeah. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> like you were... I don't know if you're, sure. you were. You seemed rather intent over there. Like, <laughs> I'll prob- say, I'll say
2: something. A about problem
1: a, problem. a brewing. <laughs> um, uh Some of the more outre stuff, you know, performance arty stuff, obviously is gonna is for the sixty people at the UCB or ninety people at DCB or whatever. But um, you know, like Kyle Canine is a funny motherfucker, and and he could write on You know, he could. If I would like to see him get. A gig where more people could see him you know I mean it's it's you know Paul Tompkins is one of the funniest men in the world and you know I, I think his his style obviously doesn't sit well with some people <laughs> uh, Adam Carolla fans particularly
3: <laughs>
1: but um, you know I, I think funny is funny you know and I think the alternative label might be off-putting to maybe the powers that be, but I still think there's funny, funny, you know. Yeah. I mean, but like, you're talking about Big Lake, you know, you have these people who are funny people, and they may not be put in the most, the best vehicle for their stuff. But, but to be honest, I mean, Horatio Sands work with, with uh, ECB, notwithstanding, they're all mainstream. Saturday Night Live is the most mainstream of mainstream comedy these days. Yeah. And it has been for 35 years almost at this point. You know, it's like um, when we talk with Ann Beats about it, it's like mm-hmm. with, when they started the show it was as radical it, for that to be on NBC was pretty radical and the people they had on staff had come from underground comedy. You know, and it's like now it's pretty much they're going to have a Justin Bieber in the sketch if he's the, if he's the musical guest. Yeah. You know, and they're going to have to work around some schmuck who has a movie coming
2: yeah. out. Yeah. To me, the most subversive and interesting thing I've seen on television a long time was wonder shows. <laughs> and that the way you describe, like, a Saturday Night Live, um, or even, like, an Andy Kaufman. Right. Although Andy Kaufman was, you know, had to do mainstream work, like, taxi, taxi. and things like that. But just somebody who comes on and really... Uh, so I was surprised that didn't really take off this
1: But the mainstream work Kaufman did was because of... That was like the most... Ex- the, the foreign man character was his most accessible right, right, yeah. piece right, 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 right. of business. Right.
2: As, as far as somebody who should have been at like a game changer, I, I would have thought that Wondershowsen would have been
0: something. Well, it's weird because in at least in my experience, has also been one of those shows like Arrested Development that people that based on how the show did and whatever, you wouldn't think would know it, but it, a lot of people do know about Wonder Shows and then do, like, want to see it, want to talk about it. I was really upset when Totally for Teens didn't come out. I know, like, it was kind of like a, an alternate version of Wonder Shows, and, but I really wanted to see that. Which is why I'm so happy that Delocated has done so well. You know what I mean? It's definitely not as radical as Wonder Shows and or Totally for Teens, but I'm just really happy that those guys have something that has hit, and they haven't had to compromise as much. You know what I mean? And the fact that John Glazer's on TV makes me happy.
2: (laughs) Now, um, and in the whole... I don't know if we've talked about this or I've spoken about this with other writers, um, as far as Adult Swim, and how that has transitioned. And I mean, it's become somewhat of a... It was always an experimental and I mean, I still feel like they put things on that are different than what's on TV, but I, I don't know if they're as experimental anymore. Like, Children's Hospital, to me, doesn't feel completely radical as much as, you know, some of, some other offerings have been on adults. Yeah, time. Right.
0: it definitely seems like a more um, predictable kind of, like, Well, remember, they're comedy, leaving it with something like
1: T-Trauma and yeah. Damage. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know what it is. I honestly think that it's, and, and I, I'm just gonna, you know, put words in the mouth of the Adult Swim <laughs> programming staff. But I think, I think they're building the Stoner Block, okay. <laughs> you know. Whereas you have your, you know, you have your Family Guy and you have your Futurama, um, but you also have, like, Venture Brothers is still pretty, out there. Or at least the last season was. I mean, it's you know, it's it's more subversive, but it's 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 not like you know, Tom goes to the mayor or something like that. Which
0: is still one of my favorite shows ever. We've talked Any,
1: about how I'm not a fan.
0: I know. Director. I think I remember hearing that, and I think I remember wanting to bring it up.
1: <laughs> <You> <laughs> bring it up, point. you bring it up. I just you know, I, I really I really really want to like it, and I don't.
0: It. I don't know. It's just that show for me is one of the few shows, like one of the shows that I can say definitely got me into what I'm doing now. Yeah, I mean, Tom Goes to the Mayor was just one of those things that was, I think for me, and a lot of my comedy taste also has to do with my editing taste, and I think because it went against everything that you're used to, that's what really, for me, made the comedy kind of shine. You know what I mean? Because you weren't being... Because you're so accustomed to certain ways of seeing television well, and the fact that it was so different.
1: Tom Goes to the Mayor... I, I, I'm not going to badmouth because I haven't seen enough of it, but but Tim and Eric Awesome show great job. I'm, it, that's what I'm seriously not a fan of.
0: It's weird. Well, I, I definitely like their... I think the first season was my favorite just because it felt most authentic to their original style. And then as the show got bigger, they kind of had to compensate for their growing stoner audience mm-hmm. and, like, not pander necessarily, but adjust more towards that. And, like, I know in the past... Uh, Podcast, you said that the what was it, Jim and Derek one was your favorite, which is a lot of people's favorite, maybe not your favorite, but yeah, that's my favorite. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's the one that I that's the one that I appreciate. Yeah, because because they like we were talking about mainstreaming of alternative comedy, it totally subverted that and turned it into the shit back that it would be if they got an MTV game. Yeah,
0: and in like in that sense, my favorite episode of theirs that did that. Was actually the SNL one, the first episode of their season five, season cinco, um, because I don't know if you saw it, but it was just it was basically they turned their show into SNL for a night, and my the best part is just at the beginning they recreated like shot for shot the intro of SNL yeah, with yeah, just yeah. Tim and Eric, right, right, like right. repeated and repeated, and I love that because like the SNL that I loved, I don't know if my comedy taste just changed, but the sweet spot for me was like the late 90s early 2000s for SNL. That was when I thought it was really great and I feel like now it's definitely become more more mainstream in a sense like the the acts are very predictable. Like even the Betty White episode which had so many great people on it, the whole show was just like here's Betty White. Like that's what every sketch was. Well, to like me. A,
1: yeah, it's, it's they're, they're going to yeah. They're going to trot out X, Y, or Z. Yeah. You know, and you know they're going to do it. You yeah. Airplane! <laughs> um, I, just, I never know if it's going to get loud or not. Um, <laughs> well, I, I don't know if i talked about this in the show. I know I've talked about it before, but um, my theory, this is my, my Saturday Night Live theory, mm-hmm. is Saturday Night Live has never been a good show. <laughs> it's There have been good, good or great moments, and... There have been more or less of them, depending on the season. Yeah, like if, right. if you watch, if you watch the original episodes of Saturday Night Live, the, the original, you know, seventies. Yeah, those ep- first five seasons. Right. You watch those first five seasons. There's stuff that's not funny, yeah. but pound for pound, there's more funny stuff. Like there's like there's twenty minutes of funny in a sixty minute show. Yeah. And then when they went to ninety minutes, there's you know fifteen minutes of funny in a ninety minute show. You're going to remember the you're going to remember the funny parts, you know? But, um, I think when Saturday Night Live is bad, there's five minutes of good comedy in a 90 minute show. Yeah. You know, like weekend update is good or this one sketch was funny or whatever. Um, and that and the epiphany I had a, a few months ago where, um, somebody was talking about how they, um, they have to fit you know, a certain amount of sketches into this amount of time. So, you know, if this sketch should be a two-minute sketch, it can't be a two-minute sketch. It has to be a six-minute sketch because that's the time allotted. Yeah. You have to make... You know, so you end up with these sketches that never seem to end because they're cut... That You can't cut to fit a live show. Yeah. You, you're, you're, you know, all you can do is fit the puzzle pieces together. And if this sketch could have four minutes of fat trim from it, it ain't going to happen.
0: And I think that's why... I think for me that's why... Um. Or no, go? Okay. Right. Um, I think that's why ta- uh, Tim and Eric Awesome Show, I like it so much because I feel like the problem you're describing with SNL is true, but the solution to that, and I know it's asking a lot from the writers and the staff, is to write more sketches, you know what I mean? Write so many more sketches to cut it down. That's what I love about Awesome Show is that there doesn't feel like there is compromise in time because... They either throw something in that's random, like any of Doug, Doug's like random edit things. Like if any, if that could be the time filler for all shows like that, that I would be happy. You right. know what I mean? Like I feel like they find a creative way to get around that problem.
1: Well, but I mean, any any show that's not broadcast live can do that. Yeah. Monty, Monty Python pioneered that essentially. Yeah. You know, it's like. If you don't have an ending to the sketch, you end the sketch, however, and, you know, have Graham Chapman walk on and say, it's a stupid sketch, and then you do a Terry Gilliam animation, and, you know, that's 30 seconds. And you can do whatever you want when you're editing a show like that, and Tim and Eric do that in a lot of other shows. Yeah. Can do that, but but if, you're, if, if you have that 90-minute block and you know that there's going to be five minutes of cold open, there's going to be... Five minutes of monologue and a music two you know, two musical guest slots yeah. and a weekend update and everything else is just there and you gotta you gotta yeah. fit that space. But the
0: thing is like Bob and David were able to do that too because before they had, you know, Bob and mm-hmm. Mr. Show, mm-hmm. that's what they did live. You know, they did live shows with video, with sketches, mm-hmm. in a lot of time period. Like I feel like I feel like it's possible to deal with that, what? but maybe not in the not for the audience or situation that SNL's in.
1: Yeah, and I think Lauren Michaels is to blame for a lot. Of it. No, seriously, I think his his way of doing things tends to crap shit up, and, and well, for better or for worse. Yeah,
0: it's definitely like the very, it's the classic sketch show format. Sketch, 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 sketch. Yeah. And I think when you're working in that format and don't want to deviate at all, you know, they could do more shorts, they could do more stuff like that to put in, but when you don't want to deviate from that, there is going to be that, like, almost stalling that occurs. Yeah. Well, sketches. it's ossified.
1: I mean, it's been yeah. it's been around for so long; it's pretty much paralyzed.
0: Yeah,
1: and 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 I think that well, we've we figured out the Saturn yeah, <laughs> well,
2: You know, we'll the, the interesting thing is, uh, I mean, Mad TV was on for a while. That's off now. I hear that there's going to be a new Mad TV. I'm wondering if that do you guys know is about that is Bronner going to be back on it? That. Uh, that would be awesome. But no, I think <laughs> it's going to be animated. What? I'm kind of wondering. This is my conspiracy theory. Completely un. Unwarranted or just unfounded. Uh-huh. I, I have no nothing to really back this up except gut instinct. Um, but I'm wondering if that's why the Mad TV sketch show got canceled. If that was a matter of somebody wanting to use the trademark for something different. You know
1: what I mean?
0: Nah, maybe. I mean, Mad TV had a lot of issues aside from yeah, I, I from think from that
1: yeah, the fact that it was kind of consistently shitty is probably one of them. I feel
0: like Mad TV wanted to. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, <laughs> okay, um, here, <laughs> I feel like Mad TV wanted to almost get around the uh, the issues that SNL had by putting in more fart jokes, mm-hmm. which I don't think is the right solution. But um, I I mean I feel like they did among the kind of like shittier performers they did have good people on there no they
1: had some really funny people on yeah there. i mean you know I and it really was on yeah you know, Bronger's on that and on it
0: that would team. be nice to see that come back in a good way not in a bad way but in a good way
2: <laughs> this is going to be on cartoon network man.
1: yeah I'm, I'm looking at that
0: on adult
2: swim um or on cartoon network i think just cartoon network
0: have you ever um, it's
2: September sixth? Are you guys like four days from now? What,
0: what? are you guys? Um, are you guys big Adult Swim fans? Like, do you regularly watch Family Guy? The like top of the no, top I, I of watch the T- block. Tivo,
1: Tivo grabs stuff off of their Adult Swim block for me, but not a
0: lot. well, my I don't ha- I don't live in the world of Amazing Tivo, so I have to watch <laughs> stuff when it's on. That's
2: a really good reality show, <laughs> The Amazing Tivo.
0: <laughs> the Amazing Tivo on Tivo. Check it out. But, um... So, a lot of times... And I I watch Family Guy. I'll admit it. I like it. I like to smoke. I like to watch Family Guy. (laughs) But, um... But, so, a lot of times... Someone's someone's
1: (laughs) gotta be the lowest (laughs) copy
0: But, so, um... A lot of times I'll watch, you know, as they transition from Cartoon Network into Adult Swim. And it's weird how, like, the transition between them... Like, I I was was there... I was there when they started Adult (laughs) Swim... I was, in my, I was in my bedroom, I broke the V-chip, and I was checking out the Brack show, and I was so happy, because I love... <laughs> I have to talk about Cartoon Planet at some point, just because I oh. love that oh, show. Oh, I love...
1: Yeah. Dude, dude, all the Space Ghost stuff was yeah. awesome.
0: Yeah. No, but I, I will get off on a Cartoon Planet tangent, but I have to say this, but, like, when it first started, it was just, like, you know, they really didn't make that much of a distinction between Cartoon Network and Adult Swim. It was, right. like, still cartoons, they're cartoons for adults, but... It didn't make a lot of distinction. But now, if you ever watch the transition between Cartoon Network and Adult Swim, it's like the Cartoon Network, like, entity doesn't want to be associated with Adult Swim. Yeah,
1: they disavow, kind of, yeah, yeah,
0: well, I think part of that's
1: marketing. They have,
0: yeah, definitely, but their marketing is definitely, like, keeping it apart. Like, uh, the transition that I think of right now, they have, like, one of those, like, bubble characters, kind of like that. Remember that skateboard thing is where you can buy those bubble characters and just paint on them? Mm-hmm. I don't know what they're called. We'll put it in in post. The
1: pu- puffy, <laughs> puffy things or whatever?
0: <laughs> puffy things, whatever. But they have their little guy. He, like, leaves. And they're like, see you tomorrow. And then they're like, just end that thing. And they give you enough time that if you're the Cartoon Network audience, that you would leave.
1: Right. If you were the kid up at, you know, 1045 at night. or Because <laughs>
0: there's so many of them. <laughs> and, like, it's just, it's, and what's weird is that they're programming right before Adult Swim. Is almost like teen base. Like it, it, their marketing wants you to separate the two audiences, but the shows they have right before ten are for teenagers. They're for people who would like watch Adult Swim. So it's a really weird. Like, don't watch. Don't don't tell. Don't tell. Don't tell us you're watching this. Just we will look away. I think it, I think that's it. I
1: think that's exactly it. And I think it's I think it's marketing hype. I think because I mean I'm I'm trying to think of. <sighs> I'm trying to think of anything that I would be offended if my child watched on Adult Swim. Like, not my baby, but, like, my tween or teen.
0: Right. If I ever had a baby, I'd make them watch Adult Swim with me.
1: <laughs> like, Super super Jail might be the closest thing to something I would not want my child
2: watching. I saw a couple episodes of that. I'm wondering why you choose that.
0: It's a little bit because it's because it's graphically
1: violent and frightening.
2: Most, Maybe I didn't see enough episodes.
1: Yeah, dude. It, I mean the 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 whole like the whole arc of every show is yeah. like things devolve into a horrible bloodbath. Okay. Right. <laughs> you know. I mean.
0: I feel like that's that would be hard, hard to way, explain. Like 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 it's the same as like a Wonder Shows, and, like I wouldn't let my kid watch Wonder Shows until they were at least like Four. seven. <laughs> <laughs> But, my, like, my,
1: yeah. my, my, my Luckily, si- my mom now lets me watch wonder <laughs> <laughs> My
2: sister won't let her kids uh, even watch Veggie because she says it's too irreverent. Veggie <laughs> uh,
0: is still around.
1: Yeah, God, <laughs> Veggie Tales is still really around. They're like the old
0: But so, but yeah, no, I definitely, I, I could, like they still have, you know, the original Space Ghost team and stuff. But I feel like I really miss that that Adult Swim the like yeah. the Brack Show the Space Ghost the ones where it wasn't over the top it was just ridiculous yeah just
2: absurd as opposed to not pushed <laughs> Um
1: yeah yeah well I think the I think the it's the difference between um, having the characters do stuff and having the characters be a caricature of themselves and, and and that kind of I, I think is is another one of those like you know like the Andy Kaufman thing, yeah <laughs> you know it, he's he's doing this crazy alternative stuff, but it's, it's I guess it's kind of the, the the diametrical opposite of that yeah you know but but mainstreaming it means that you know he does this little tiny portion of it that's palatable
0: I think that's why Cartoon Planet was my favorite of the, all the Space Ghost things. Like, I've watched Space Ghost, Coast to Coast on DVD multiple times afterwards, and I've grown to, li- like, love it, but at first I really didn't like it. I really just like Cartoon Planet. And I think... I I think there's something about it. It's, like, my favorite meant-for-kids adult show. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's still... It has that innocence to it that I think a lot of shows are missing nowadays. Like, it has... A, it had an innocence to it that... It wasn't pretending to be a kid's show. It wasn't pretending to be anything for adults. Yeah, it wasn't it was a
1: snarky wink wink.
0: Yeah, it was yeah. just ridiculous and their musical soundtrack is the best thing in the
1: world. <laughs> I, 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 I like I have to say that I pretty much enjoyed all of those shows.
0: I requested this episode's musical guest be from Space Ghost Coaster Coast Space Ghost Barbecue. Space Ghost. <laughs> yes. That's one thing that I need to do I need to find out from Rhino Records for my podcast. That's the last thing that I want to do before it gets big <laughs> <laughs> is I want to... Because it's going to get big one day. <laughs> I want to find Rhino Records and let have work out something so they'll let me play that stuff because those are my favorite in-betweens. Like, if you ever listen to my live show on the radio because I couldn't put it on the podcast, my favorite thing was putting, like, Mr. Show... Uh, like, in between commercials, like, uh, Tim and Eric commercials and Cartoon Planet songs in between all the comedy that I played. (laughs) Nice. I just, I think those are the best things in the world.
2: (laughs) Yeah. What's what's the latest news with uh, Naked
0: Comedy? Um, Naked Comedy was supposed to start months ago. It's partially because I wanted to... I was never happy with my podcast only being the interviews. Like, the interviews are great, but I felt like there was a big part of the show that people weren't getting. So a big part of the delay was working with record labels like Comedy Central and AST and Stand Up Records, mostly Comedy Central, um, to get the legal rights to, like, put songs on the podcast for free. Um, And now that that's happened, now it's just... I've been really busy. I feel like... I'm at a place in my life where I just graduated college. So, I Thank you. Um, I'm nodding my head in congratulations. <laughs> I mean, I've graduated a film degree, so it's not anything oh, too a, big. Like <laughs> <a>
1: condolences that. <then. laughs>
0: but um, I feel like now that I'm out in the workforce and just like scrambling to get a job, that I don't have the time or the stability that I had. Like I used to have a schedule for doing the podcast, you know what I mean? And now I don't. And as much as I want to release these podcasts, I don't want to release them Mm half-assed. So I have stuff... I have an interview with The Scholars that was really great from March when their (laughs) stand-up... Their second stand-up special is coming out. And I'm going to release a whole slew of, like, classic, (laughs) classic nigga comedy. I still have the Bridgetown podcast. I'm so ashamed (laughs) to, like, release. But... I don't wanna release them without them being done the right way. But Well,
1: except for the fact that you just outed yourself. You could just say it was a rights issue and we could I could,
0: but I wanna be honest with people. I'm trying to make the best podcast I can and I need time to do that. (laughs) But yeah, so I'm hoping it's gonna come back soon. I've been doing more interviews with people and so there's good stuff coming and a lot of good comedy that'll be out there. Especially from stand up records, which I think a lot of people don't know about over here. It's more of a Midwest-based comedy label, and so a lot of the performers, aside from like Doug Stanhope and Mark Marin and mm-hmm. Greg Proops, who have records out on that, and Lewis Black does has a lot on there too. But um, there's a lot of people that we just wouldn't have heard of here in LA or even really in New York. So I'm excited to give those guys some exposure. Very cool.
1: Very <laughs> cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm looking at their site. They've got a bunch. Al Madrigal.
0: Yeah, they have a lot of good people on there, but it's definitely a, a label that you don't hear a lot <laughs> of <Shapiro>. here. <laughs> that album is insane. Shapiro's? <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, yeah, it's good. Shapiro, dude. <laughs> have you seen him? <laughs> He's funny, Allie.
0: I remember the last time I saw him was when Doug and Johnny were still doing their Hot City Night show, and um, Rick was just walking around with his shirt open, And, like, those kind of rock star pants that are, like, really tight. And he just kept looking at me like, the viewers can't see it, but it's one of those looks like, I got my shirt off.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He was doing a lot of shows with, uh, at um, uh, Dan Bilek's old room at 12 nickels, Nichols uh, when he was over at Sunset Gardener stages. And uh, I've seen him do a lot of stuff there. (laughs) For like three people <laughs> in the middle of the night, he's a he's a dude.
0: He's a dude. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, boy. I don't know. <laughs> I just I was in another place.
2: So, so
1: I'm actually just getting
2: um something ready for when we do the you know, links kind of part of the. Oh, trail. gotcha.
0: Are we still recording? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah oh, <laughs> this this we can lose these gems, <laughs> these um, nuggets. Uh,
0: Pause time brought to you by Naked Comedy. That's right.
2: <laughs> so, Sam, people uh, can find out what's going on with the podcast as that develops and to see some uh, stuff from you at nakedcomedy.org.
0: Yeah, nakedcomedy.org. It's my Tumblr slash website. Um, there's a link on the side to see all the latest episodes, and there's also a link on the side to see all the archive episodes on KUCI. For legal reasons, my show is now called Naked Underscore Comedy. But you can see the classic naked comedy on naked KUCI. Nordic. Naked
1: Space Comedy.
0: <laughs> naked Space Comedy on KUCI. I think you should have
1: called it Naked Space Comedy. <laughs> like space, all spelled out. And uh, your Zanga.
0: A I'm an affinity for the underscore. Yeah, if you want to check out the Zanga... <laughs> you can.
2: Yeah, we'll have a link to that on the site. And you're on Twitter at naked underscore comedy.
0: Yeah, it's weird. I haven't really tweeted anything for a few months, and I think I have more followers now than when I was <laughs> tweeting. <laughs> I just remember, like, logging into it, for, I think, to add somebody that I wanted to follow. Yeah. And I just saw that I had, like, up from 100 to, like, 300, and I was I was like, okay. But I think they come and go. I think, like, I just add and lose hundreds which is fine. I mean, I'm not a, a yeah. monitor of those Dude, things.
1: Dude, seriously? I think... Did you just publish something, like, recently?
0: I might have. I Are did you, you, you've, I did do an LACC live tweet from my first two days of community college. You, I don't remember you, uh, if that was from Twitter no, you, uh, or you, Facebook.
1: You, you, you've, like... You've like uh, well, when Tumblr... Oh, you, you Tumblr, yeah. You yeah. Post the Tumblr
0: posts. Tumblr, so. I, and, like, Tumblr right now has been a lot of reposts, so right. i got to get more into the, like, original content. But <laughs> but there is a good... Um, the only episode I have up right now is um, from Sketchfest, way back when, and it's <laughs> an interview with Brent Weinbach and Josh Fadum and um, Moshe... Moshe Kasher? Yeah. I always say his name wrong, but it's a really good one. It was um, backstage in the, like the I think like six foot by three foot the like, green room of the punchline. And it was it was great. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> you, <like a> <laughs> you go from like me and Brent making awkward conversation to just craziness. And then it, it's pretty good. I really like that interview. <laughs> okay,
1: cool. Um what was I gonna say? Oh oh so no I'm looking at I'm looking at your at the Tumblr right now. Um <laughs> Yeah, lost it. Totally lost. It. <laughs> so,
2: what else uh, would you like to address while you're here?
0: I don't know. I you have this platform, like this
1: bully pulpit.
0: <laughs> I feel like I got out. I got out my Timon Eric stuff, my delocated stuff. Talk about
1: some airport stuff.
0: Airport stuff, my uh, Cartoon Planet things. Definitely. That's. I. I think that above all else, I just want people to find Cartoon Planet. I want them to make a demand to get it on DVD because there's so much. Oh, I agree. That isn't. They have a few clips on like the Brack Show, but that's not. Oh boy!
2: <laughs> <laughs> the Brack Show is not a Cartoon
1: Planet. No, Dude,
0: Mailbag that. Day. I miss those. Uh, uh, day.
1: Yeah, boy. I'm just losing it.
2: No, that's, I mean what... this is what always happens kind of towards the end, and we just kind of wrap things up. I'm done yeah. with you guys. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We're done with. I'm me. just I'm, I'm just clicking on links at this point. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, if
1: there's anything else you want to plug or talk
0: about,
2: otherwise we
0: can. What do you guys want to plug or talk about? Oh, you know what?
1: Uh, we should start talking about. Uh, I, I was thinking we should have a segment of uh, commercials for other people's podcasts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm yeah. gonna
0: be doing that on mine if I ever get it started. I've been asking a lot of people to do commercials for their shows. So far, we did a commercial for oh. Holy Fuck, but that's it. That's a copyrighted idea.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I don't no. think you can copyright that. <laughs> I don't think so,
0: but yeah, uh, no, I think we should.
1: But yeah, no, just just uh, talk about stuff. That, uh, um, anything you've been listening to, or,
0: or the Lavender Hour is one of my new favorites. Duncan it's Duncan Trussell work. and Natasha yeah. Leggero. Yeah. And say what you will about Natasha's laugh, uh, Duncan says that they get a lot of mail hating on Natasha's laugh. And I was telling Gene that uh, I guess people must be like filling their cars with. With podcasts just like blasting it out, because yeah. I don't I don't get it, but it's definitely an awesome. My favorite episode so far has been the Double Rainbow episode, <laughs> just because. I, there's some I know it's like a big YouTube meme, but the way they sure. ended their episode with that was pretty awesome. Have you seen it?
2: <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. I, I mean, I listen to Lavender Hour, and
0: um, yeah, and of course Mark Maron's podcast is yeah. a must-listen. to The yeah, WTF. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah,
1: it's okay. Whatever, dude. <laughs> you like that sort of thing. You like that. Because you're into that.
0: You're into, like, big name comics and whatever.
1: (laughs) And the crap they talk about. (laughs) Blah, blah, blah. I'm famous. I definitely, though,
0: I definitely miss the phase where he went through where he just interviewed people that knew him when he was an asshole. Like, when (laughs) he was just drunk. Those are my favorite episodes. Like, I think the David Cross episode is my favorite just because of all the, like, shit stories that come out in that episode. (laughs) That's my favorite. I want to be that person. I want to be... I want to go through a phase where I'm just drunk and it's, then it's talk to people dick. about it afterwards. Yeah,
2: dick. I went through that phase. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know. Sometimes I miss
1: it. <laughs> it's liberating. Um, yeah, uh... What, uh, what else is... Oh, so, yeah. The, oh, yeah,
0: and the Paul F. Tompkins. Yeah, yeah, the
1: pot, pot F. Tomcast, which we plugged... I, it seems like we plugged, like, the last three episodes. <laughs> yeah,
2: you know, I... What I haven't heard a lot of people talk about, which I really like, is Risk, which is, um... Uh, Kevin Allison, former member of the oh, States, yeah. the, the red-headed gay. He, uh, he has a show. It's very much like The Moth. It's like storytelling uh, podcast. So it's boring? <laughs> it's, it's awesome because it's, <laughs> they got really good people. The Moth is always uh, very heartfelt. Uh, it's sometimes funny, but it, sometimes <laughs> it's like, this is my story about being a uh, crack baby and growing <laughs> up and being a single mother. And it's like, oh my God. Risk has people on like Carrie Heidecker... And, um, which I'm assuming is Tim. Yeah. I think so. Um, Janine Grofflow, 80 Miles. Um, uh, like a lot of state people obviously go on there and tell really funny stories. That's good.
0: Oh, the state, the CD's finally coming out. CD that I've been playing on my show. For like two years now just, just saying <laughs> but i'm i'm glad that it's coming out i hope that it's
2: like the chinese democracy <laughs> of comedy albums.
0: i honestly just hope that in the same way as chinese democracy that there's enough of their audience that hasn't downloaded it to make it profitable right, right. <laughs> so it's definitely a good cd if just to listen for all the clinking
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, if you go to my blog i think a few posts back i put up a drinking game forward listening to that cd i saw that yes in a second yeah it's good times
1: it's no (laughs) drunko
2: and then you mentioned uh there's something about uh, get heckled by eddie pepitone yeah
0: on i think right now it's only incarnation is an ast thread (laughs) but there's talk of a show i think a live show where comedians and performers can request eddie pepitone to heckle them and it's its own show
2: heckled at com. yes
0: and if you've never seen the tomorrow show or ever seen Eddie Pepitone heckle somebody you don't know what you're missing it's great I
2: I saw Eddie Pepitone almost naked on the most recent episode of Weeds (laughs) wow he uh, plays a hotel um somebody running a hotel room and he's gotten left behind by a hooker like handcuffed and he's like Uh, laying on the bed and
1: yeah,
0: I saw a lot of Pepitone. A lot of Pepitone.
1: <laughs> pretty crazy. The, uh, the Tomorrow I, I, Show. I, I love Eddie. I don't love Eddie that
0: much. <laughs> the Tomorrow Show at the Steve Allen Theater just had their fifth anniversary and uh, they had Eddie Pepitone as the heckler from Eagle Rock, which is a great character. And he was co-heckling with his brother, played by James Adomian, who was the, the heckler from the West Side. And I, I tried to record it. My phone died midway, but that was, I wish, I hope that comes back, because that was both amazing. The, both James
1: Adomian and, and, uh, Puppetown are hilarious.
0: That was the saddest part of that, rec- at, uh, last comic standing recording, though, is that it started off with Adomian and Summit and, uh, who else got kicked off? Like, my two favorite people got kicked off, Adomian and, uh, G- oh, let's drop it in. <laughs> who was on there that was awesome?
1: There was a Adomian, bunch of awesome There was a bunch of awesome people at the beginning.
0: Who else was awesome? Adomian Mike, it was another dude. Lori Kilmartin got eliminated. Uh yeah, that episode the one episode I went to the taping of, of last comic standing Adomian and uh Martin got eliminated at the very top. Yeah. And that when was the setting. Did Stefano
1: go home.
2: He was one of the
1: last two. Because he's hilarious. I think.
0: Wasn't he? I don't know. He
1: is, is hilarious. If you've seen him do
0: like, I've only seen him do the last comic yeah, stand see, and stuff.
1: I saw him do stuff at Violet's show. Hilarious. And he's, yeah. re- he's a really nice guy, too. Yeah,
0: I would like to see him do stuff in a less... I was
1: really happy to see him on the show.
0: Okay, maybe I need to check him out. Yeah,
1: yeah he's a good guy. <laughs> um,
0: the Tomorrow Show, yeah. always got to plug that with Ron Lynch, my yeah. favorite person in the world. Hi, Ron. <laughs> okay. um, I love that show. It is midnight to 2 a.m., but... It's definitely worth the investment, just for the door
3: knockers,
0: (laughs) who are at Flappers Comedy Club. I think as we speak right now. Flappers. Flappers is a new mainstream comedy club here in Burbank. I drove by
1: that. Yeah. Where is it?
0: I have no idea. I just know that it's in Burbank and that tonight they were doing a show with like Eric Charles Nielsen and the Walsh Brothers and. (laughs) <laughs> I, I would have gone except that it has a two drink minimum and a cover That's which right. Eric, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eric and I uh, did uh,
3: 201
1: improv 201 or 301 together ECB 201 201 I think I don't know one of, one of my one of my improv classes <laughs> we
0: were
1: together um I love Eric to death
0: he's my friend he's a good guy
1: he's a good guy um Oh, uh, 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 Larkin and Carol podcast. Okay. Larkin and Carol podcast. Uh, uh, Robert Larkin and uh, Tom Carroll. Uh, Tom Larkin and Robert Carroll, because I'm a jackass. <laughs> Let's fix that. <laughs> And, um, let's, uh, let's let's take that from the top <laughs> <laughs> uh, Robert Carroll, Tom Larkin um, they've uh, been uh, listening and they do their own show and uh, kind of the same thing we're doing with the uh, little conversational stuff and, Yay. Um, it is and, a funny show and I haven't listened to enough episodes uh, I just hit subscribe <laughs> oh you know, good I, I haven't listened cause to enough episodes because I hardly listen to our friggin' show, <laughs> um, but but I do the ones that I have listened to are, are awesome and they give us a shout out. When and we on a, shows.
0: a random random note: the comedian Jamie Kilstein has a podcast that he does um, with I think Allison, I can't remember her name, but it's like more of a political show. But I I really like it. That I interviewed him a while back and we got into this really cool tangent about I guess their podcast. Somebody wanted to buy it. And it was like a major studio, major company, or whatever. And it was that there in happens? New York. Well, they're in New York, and they were brought to like the 18th floor of this monster building that overlooked like, uh, what is it, Central Park uh-huh. or whatever. And you just telling that, me. The,
1: the Monster Building.
0: The Monster Building, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, sponsored by Monster. But um, they, I guess their experience was like they, the CEO guy took them to the window and was like, this could all be yours.
1: <laughs> I, I, I literally probably would have gone, are you fucking serious? Did you just say that? <laughs> a,
0: if you're a comedy podcast listener, listen to our interview. That'll segue you into their more uh, political. But it's, it's definitely like, I'm a little bit of a conspiracy theorist, so I love them because they're a little bit like on the conspiracy theorist end of political podcasts. So definitely good times. I think Janine Groff loves like a regular guest on their show. So all kinds of good. Get
1: those
2: guys in Duncan Trussell in the same room.
0: Okay,
1: crazy. And my and my neighbor, who's a huge con- conspiracy.
0: Bitch. <laughs> I oftentimes when I'm working with Duncan, I out conspiracy him. It's, it's always interesting. It's usually I'm doing sound for him. I'm like, dude, it's the it's the Martians. They're getting in the interference.
1: I think I here my problem with conspiracy theory in general, <laughs> is that real conspiracies are really stupid. <laughs> like actual like conspiracies are like provable, real, like, a bunch of people get together and, like, and fix the price of wheat. Right, right. They're never anything cool like, (laughs) the Cubans and the mob got together and killed JFK. No, that doesn't happen. That stuff does not happen. It's like, we faked the moon landing. No, that doesn't happen. People don't do that. And you need, you know, anytime you need more than, like, four people to do something, someone's going to tell something about it. (laughs) that's my thing about conspiracies in general. But real ones, stupid and boring. Fake ones, awesome (laughs) you know it's like ufos and cubans and things
0: my big thing is i just feel like our whole country maybe world is run by the equivalent of like a white person mafia that's how I feel yeah, about
1: it. Yeah. That's not a conspiracy. That's called history. It's like it's like you know, Bush was a member of Skull and Bones and I'm like, yeah, most of the Fortune five hundred companies are CEOs it's like, yeah, it's like look at comedy. You know, you have a bunch of creative people who hang out together, who do things and hire people to it's called nepotism. That's not a conspiracy, that's
3: a fact. Yeah.
1: You don't need you don't need shadowy yeah, they get together in Hyannis Port because they all have houses there, or the Hamptons, or wherever. You know, it's like that's not that's not a conspiracy. That's yeah. that's a fact.
0: Yeah, and they all do blow off each other's boners. That's right. Yeah. See,
1: that's what makes the world go around.
2: Boners
0: and blow vaguely
1: homoerotic secret societies. Boners and blow. <laughs>
2: I don't know. That doesn't sound too
1: vague right there. <laughs> well, yeah. I think that should Look, be a Look, it's not broadcast. a gay thing, dude. <laughs> it's a do and blow off your buddy's cock thing. Not gay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah. That's that's the thing. Is It's like, it's not a conspiracy. It's just a fact. Yeah. <laughs> They're not covering it up. They're not hiding the fact that white people run America. They're not. No one's hiding this. It's been this way since the first white people got off the boat and started killing the Indians.
0: It's only a theory because so many people don't believe it.
1: No, I don't think anybody doesn't believe it. I don't think anybody who is anybody who is not medicated or institutionalized <laughs> does not be, believe that, you know, that
0: My parents still still tell me to vote. I don't think they believe it.
1: <laughs> well, see, this is the only news spin on it is we have a mostly black guy. Dude, but he's, he's not still black. a
0: de-
1: he's, he's mostly black. He's <laughs> But but he's still a Democrat. still
0: recording, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm still recording. I'm,
1: I'll say this. will say this out loud. Dude, uh, he is
0: a white guy that got dyed black.
1: Right, but but still, it's it's. Uh, well, he's a Muslim and he's a Kenyan.
0: They grew him, him out of a, a tray. There's your
1: conspiracy <laughs> theory. They
0: grew him out of a tray and based his life off of like five other black guys that they simul- <laughs> They killed at different points in their life. To that's match it. to match the visual of uh, their creation. Isn't
2: this like the? Are you, I think you're mixing up the Obama presidency with the plot of
1: Virtuosity with <laughs> Russell Crowe and Diane uh, <laughs>
0: Washington. He's a black guy. He's a black guy. Russell
1: Crowe. That's my conspiracy. Uh, no, yeah, that's that's the thing. Is, is 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 it's like, you know, but he's a Democrat and he. Is beholden to the Democratic political machine, just like the Republicans are beholden to the Republican political machine. So it's, you know, it's just... We meet the new boss, same as the old boss. (laughs) Just more touchy-feely. Everybody happy, go lucky kind of thing. Until we line up everyone in Washington and shoot them. I'm definitely
2: not not putting that on the show.
1: (laughs) Don't, Don't put that on the show. But still... Yeah, that's, that's I think
0: too. the biggest thing for the Obama thing has just been to bring the sexy back to the polit- like politics. I think that above sexy all Sexy without else, grody,
1: because yeah. Bill Clinton brought sexy back to the presidency, but he also brought it I back think, in a grody I feel way. Like,
0: I feel like Clinton was more like, they ha- he couldn't contain his sexy, and they were trying to do it, but they couldn't contain it. Couldn't and Obama's more like, here, well, if you guys want sexy, we'll give you this and that's like that's their answer to the right. sexy Right, right. and then the right. next president is just going to have boners all the time
1: <laughs> and the blow, blow off and the president's blow <laughs> 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 oh. uh, Larkin and Carol and uh, what else um, that's pretty much all I've had time for like I said I re-listened to a couple of Naked comedies Classics,
3: <laughs> classics.
1: Yeah, I was about three quarters of the way into the second half of the Brody Stevens interview <laughs>
0: before
1: I had to go inside and drink some water. Cause I'm
0: gonna try to interview him again post Hangover fame. Oh, right.
1: Well, yeah, yeah. It was, I was funny. Is like, you know, I just got this gig and I'm gonna be doing yeah. this movie hanging hangover
0: fame. If, if you're a really avid fan of the naked comedy, you'll see that I broke a lot of people. A lot of people did my show, <laughs> he did. and then just blew up. I mean, yeah, totally, man. I'm That's why just we saying. You on. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Duncan was my first guest, and now look at him—he has his own podcast. Yeah. What more could you ask for?
1: <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I'm a huge, I'm a huge Brody, Brody Stevens fan. I'm a huge I'm a, fan of anybody. We should Brody. give a
0: shout out just to Brody Stevens. I will I'll
1: give a shout out to Brody. Find
0: Stevens. him. I, there's a little too much sports in his Twitter, but other than that, <laughs> yeah, go I, check I, him out.
1: Uh, yeah, but 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 uh, he always. Uh, I, I, uh, Vance Sanders does a thing on Thanksgiving where uh, you can do where it's a uh, uh, it Thanksgiving. I think it's Thanksgiving where do do or maybe it's Halloween. Oh, do, where
0: you do your Brody Stevens where impression. You
1: know, where you do no, you can you, you do your favorite set. Uh, <laughs> you know, someone else's do someone else's material. Totally, I've been threatening for years to get up there and. I've been on premium blend nineteen ninety six. I they, know
0: how to run a show. My arm may be broken, but that's not going to stop me from bringing power to the stage. I, I push the show along. Positive it, energy.
1: It. It's about the positive energy. You're having I'm fun. I'm from the valley. You're having fun. I know when it's hot outside. <laughs> I can tell. I do warm up for Chelsea Handler. <laughs> Zach
0: Galifianakis is a
1: friend of mine. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's happened. I've, I've been in a little film <laughs>
1: called The Hangover. <laughs> that's
0: happened. I've yeah. been on the red carpet.
1: Right. <laughs> I, I just, just, uh, I've been on Premium Land 1996. They flew me out.
0: <laughs> I've been on Tiger Lily. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> this whole show is just going to turn into just like Brody Stevens impersonation.
1: I'm, I'm all right with that. I'm really okay with that. But yeah, so. I played
0: uh, baseball. I played baseball <laughs> with the Dodgers.
1: Yeah. So, get positive energy, man. Positive energy.
0: Positive energy. Always. Um, And dear bye.
1: (laughs) uh, (laughs) Call (sighs) back. Um. Well, yeah. Hey, I think think this is about it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think so.
1: You can subscribe to Shaky Town Radio on iTunes. Simply search for Shaky Town Radio. Visit our constantly updated blog at ShakyTownRadio.com. Our Facebook fan page link can be found there, or you can simply go to Facebook.com slash Shakytown Radio. Our Twitter address is at Shakytown Radio. Our email address is shakytownradio at gmail.com. You can send us a voicemail at sixty-six sixty-six Shake or 66 That's the same number.
0: Good times. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for having me, on.
2: Thanks so much for visiting us. Thank you so much for all your support. Yeah. Yeah. Been, Definitely been one of the biggest. Pushers for Shaky Town.
1: Pushers is the wrong word. Dude. No, was no, the drug. right word. We it's are drugged. Very much the right word. <laughs> oh, is it? <laughs> um, <laughs> then, then, then who are we? We're the We're the kingpins. <laughs> oh,
0: the listeners can't see, but they're both sitting in white suits ah. with fedoras
1: yeah. and was, cigars. I'm thinking. <laughs> I was thinking Tony Montana, but then I was thinking. Uh, I was thinking actually a more uh, uh, Al Pacino in, in Dick Tracy <laughs> and pin I, guess, pin I guess
0: the only other thing I would want to plug is I book a comedy show now and we're always looking for videos because I, I I know who I want to put on the stage so that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's not a that's not a big issue so send
1: unsolicited stand-up bookings <laughs> to
0: <laughs> but yeah if anybody has awesome videos I know Barbara Gray just released an amazing video Barbara, Barbara that was like uh if anybody knows about Doug Stanhope's anti-comedy class, this yes. is pretty much the equivalent Comedy of, like... W. Yeah, this would be, like, the equivalent of the video he would make for that. Awesome. Except <laughs> a little bit less disturbing. But, yeah, anybody who has great videos, you can, um... I guess email me at sam at org, Which is on the website, because it doesn't spell the way it sounds. Yeah, Did. it's, um... T is in Tommy... Have that S,
1: S is, is in in Sam you Rami Anna as <laughs> <is in> Nami <laughs> I, think in off, uh,
0: I think I'm ripping off
1: I think I'm ripping off Jonathan Katz with that <laughs>
0: <laughs> cool
1: well, yeah thank, thank you yeah, very much, much.
2: Yay!
1: Uh, this has uh, been a, 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 a great Chiky Town Radio hour.
2: Absolutely, as always. I am, even uh, better every
1: time.
0: Yeah. Yay! Uh,
1: and uh, thank you for joining us on the podcasting area, people who are listening. Yay! Um, uh, I'm Gene George. I'm Brody Foster Hubbard.
0: And I'm DJ Intern Sam. goodbye <laughs> <laughs> Bow <Awesome>. and boners.
1: Blow off the boners. <laughs>
0: Now. Claro.
3: Your left foot up until you touch your nose. Put your
1: rear on your ear and wiggle your toes. Hop all around like a kangaroo. You're almost ready to hoodly-hoo. <coughs> Grab some pickles and a pound of cheese. Get some burgers and pay your knees. Eat them all up, but don't forget to do Now you're doing the hoodly hoo. Tell
0: me I'm wrong. Well, you listen to it? me when I'm talking to you. Also, the whole group gives a collective FU to Liza and JP Spalding. Yes. <laughs> and Valerie. Valerie. Valerie and Valerie. And yeah. Valerie.
2: Not so much an FU is a finger, right? as a middle finger. As a
0: middle
1: finger. Yeah, yeah, thing. yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> that's a, That's the audio equivalent.
1: We photobomb. Here, everyone, put your middle finger up. <laughs>